Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. And then the spirit of dead Beth comes with her huge tots to coddle the I for- children. I forgot about ghost Beth's tots. I really hadn't thought about that. I like how we're saying basically the typo version of the thing we can't say. Because I and O are right next to each other on the keyboard. If you just say it, I don't... Anyway, I'm talking about tater tots. I don't know what you're doing. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Uh, big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. At 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? Well, Mike, in honor of 23 years ago today, Fabio, the male model. My guy. Fabio, very muscular, blonde-haired Italian man, as you pointed out there, your guy. He uh, was riding a roller coaster for a promotional something or other, front row seat, took a goose to the face. Yeah, goose did not enjoy it. Goose did not live. Goose died. But uh, he came back uh, pretty messed up, got through it okay. He was fine. Like, he was not... I remember the news reports where, you know, they're all excited for him to be on the maiden voyage. (laughs) Of whatever roller coaster. Hey, you know, people... Around the outside, down low, clapping. Oh, yeah. Oh, look. Oh, a loop. And then the car comes slowly back, and Fabio just has blood, blood all, all over, over his, his face. face. Yeah. And he's just sitting there like, oh. Like, it, it looked it looked the way you would expect, like, a giant in a movie to have, like, you know, with a normal-sized people are trying to hit him. He's just like, oh, what is this mortal challenge I'm facing? And then he just swats it away. That's how Fabio looked with a goose hitting him in the face. Just like, oh. Something must have hit me. Was he, he badly injured? No, I don't think so. The goose was the goose badly was dead. injured. The goose was dead. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to do facts about Fabio in honor of that momentous occasion I'm happening 23 years ago today. Uh, Buckeye's getting ready for Loyola Chicago in the tournament, 12-15 on Friday. The play-in games. Don't call them the play-in games is what people say. I'm going to call them the play-in games. They start tonight. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Versus Texas Southern. That is the early game on True TV. And then it's a team that we've heard of, Indiana, mm-hmm. against Wyoming in the later game. All also right. True TV. Yeah. I'm 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 excited more for this tournament than I have been the last few years. And I <laughs> figured out that's pretty easy to figure out why. Because we haven't ago, had it. Two years ago, we didn't have a tournament. Last year, remember they did the thing where... The games were on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yes. Monday. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't remember what the reason was, why we couldn't just have it at the normal time, but whatever. Now we're back to, you got your play-in games, Thursday, everything actually tips off. Yep. And then we've got real brackets again. It feels good. Feels real good to be back. Indiana basketball is playing in a play-in game on True TV tonight. Just enjoy that. 
Look, oh, I know I the, the Buckeyes may be one and done in this, and you know Chris Holtman can sing all the songs he wants. That we're one of the only teams that have made the tournament five straight years. Fine, whatever. If that does it for you, I'd actually like to see some results in the tournament. But just the mere fact that Indiana is playing on a Tuesday makes me happy. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting statement that he made from from this standpoint because I really don't have a proper gauge on how to judge college basketball. I've learned this over the years about myself because I go in between the two. At one point, I will say the NCAA tournament, as great as it is and as fun as it is, is a terrible way to figure out who the best team is every year because you have one bad game and suddenly your whole season's over, and that doesn't necessarily mean the best team wins that tournament, right? Greeny used to go on and on about that. I'm not here to say that the tournament sucks. Far from it. I love the NCAA tournament. I'm just pointing out we know it's not the best way to determine how good you really are. But you, like you just said, getting to the tournament, that logic that I just gave you should make me happy about getting to the tournament five straight years. That is an accomplishment. That's a good accomplishment. That's what we want to see. Consistency from this program is something that had been lacking over the years. I'm talking over its entire history. So more of that is good. But if you get to the tournament and then do nothing every single time almost, I start to get a little itchy about that too. And I realize that has far less to do with the actual building of the program, right? Your ability to win 20 games, 22 games a year, that's building the program. Being in competition for the Big Ten every year, that is building the program. Winning a few games in March, as impactful as those games are, may not truly indicate the health of your program, but I still really want it. Haven't we gotten past that point, though? I mean, Thad Mata built the program to what it is today. And we got to a point where we said, okay, Thad, thank you very much. We don't feel confident you're the guy to get the program to the next step. And so Thad had to go away. Didn't mean that we hated Thad. Didn't mean that we didn't respect what he had to do. But we're looking for this program to take the next step. Has the program taken the next step? Not yet. No, I don't think it has. You can say, well, what does winning a few games in March have to do with it? Yeah, I guess if you were in a conference like the Pac-12 where you send two or three tournament teams every single year. Wow, what an achievement to make the tournament five straight years. You're in the Big Ten. The Big Ten sent nine teams this year. And it's between seven and nine pretty much every single year now with this conference. So more conferences than, or more teams than not are making the tournament in this conference. What are we judging that by? Yeah, no, I I know what you're saying there. I guess what I'm getting back to is, like, you're right, Thad wasn't the guy to get us all the way. Well, I shouldn't say that. Thad got this team really close to winning a national championship. You get to a Final Four, you're a national championship contender. I think measuring Final Fours is the way you measure how good the program is, right? If you can get to Final Four multiple times, that is doing something. And he did do that. But the last few years, it completely fell apart. For whatever reason, it did. They didn't make the tournament from 2015 to 2018. So I know that's what Holtman is talking about is saying, when I got here, we weren't making the tournament the last few years. I, you know, that's why I was brought in. But your team also is in the midst of taking a huge crap right now. Nobody wants the song and dance. I don't want it. No, I don't want the confetti falling from the ceiling because you've made the tournament for five straight years. You want to talk about last year and what an embarrassment that was? Yeah, right. I mean, because that that is truly another, I think, reasonable measure is do you lose in the NCAA tournament because of, you know, just running up against a really good team or do you lose in stunning upsets? And 
that at least the ORU one, that that is a pretty big upset. So a lot of Buckeye fans are a little antsy about this tourney, given the fact how this team ended their season. And then ORU last year didn't exactly go great. And we're looking ahead to the fact that EJ Liddell's going to be gone. Malachi Brandon well, may be, gone, may be too. gone too. That's the thing is that how often do you have an opportunity like this? Right. Where you have two guys on the floor that can change the game. Not often at Ohio State. Right. And I, so I don't want to sit here and yell at Chris Holtman for things that haven't happened yet. Right. We're just looking at what this tournament sets up for. It doesn't set up great with this opening round matchup because you are going against a team that is very efficient on offense. And have the Buckeyes been efficient on offense, Mike? Or have they have like nine-minute stretches where they can't hit a bucket? Which one have they been? They haven't been efficient on offense. They haven't been consistent on defense. Right. And so you're playing a team, again, much a, a team that should be less talented players than what you have. No, they are less talented. Talent doesn't mean wins in the NCAA tournament. Exactly right. If you have seasoned players who know how to make shots and they are not afraid of moments, you can go on a big run. Loyola's done that before by the way they know they know the drill so that does have me worried and if Ohio State gets bounced in the first round again don't we have to have expectations for this program or should we all just high five each other and say hey they made the, they made the tournament what are you going to do well that's the thing that frustrates me is that anytime you have any semblance of standards for the basketball program it's well what do you expect what do you mean what do I expect I expect you to finish what you started. I expect you to have talent on your roster and utilize it properly. I expect you to start playing your best basketball down the stretch. That's what I expect. I don't expect you to limp into postseason tournaments, crap your pants in the Big Ten tournament, and then potentially crap your pants in the big dance. What does that do for me? Congratulations. You, you beat Duke. You beat a couple good teams in the conference. You had a nice start to the season that nobody expected. I don't care. We talk about Michigan State every single year. Michigan State front loads their schedule with really good teams. And a lot of times they don't win those games. But more often than not, they wind up in February and March playing the best basketball of their season. I want this Ohio State team to do more of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And I'm not... I'm not anti Chris Holtman. I'm not. We talked about this last week where there are a lot of. I'm not anti Chris Holtman. I'm pro results. Right. But I'm saying a lot of people jumped on the fire Chris Holtman. He's not going to get the job done. I'm not there yet. I'm saying let's see how this tournament goes and then let's see what next year looks like. I need to see what you do in this offseason, who you bring in as far as transfers, because let's be honest, the transfers have not been great so far. You've, you've, for every Kyle Young, you've had two or three misses at least. So that's a problem for me. And some of that you can't control. You have Justice Suing may have been a great transfer. He got injured and didn't play all year. That sucks. But it also means that we didn't really get the full potential out of what this team could have been. Next year, if you have a similar situation where the team is not that good and you're already hearing it, right? They're going to possibly lose two of their best players, at least one for sure in EJ Liddell. And then next year, yeah, you got young guys coming in, but it may be the dreaded transition year where you get some young freshmen in, they're not quite ready to go, but they're showing glimpses, and you don't really have that upperclassman group to help you out. Then then next year could be rocky too. And then where are we left with Chris Holtman? That could that's the bigger question down the stretch. But let's see what happens in the tournament. I am still very concerned about this Loyola Chicago game because I don't think it's a great matchup for the Buckeyes, but Welcome to college basketball this year. Not a lot of great matchups for a team that doesn't shoot well and doesn't defend well. EJ was named third-team All-American today, so congratulations to him. Deserved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's He's been the guy that ultimately, a lot of times on this team, we talk about, well, EJ had 22, but nobody else did anything. It's like, 
And that is the number one priority of the opponent going into the game. Is stop him. Is to try and stop him. Yeah. And more often than not, he doesn't let him. Exactly. So I, I give him a ton of credit for the season he's put together. The Browns are apparently meeting with Deshaun Watson today in Houston. More on that development coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for it. Crash blocking the ramp to southbound 315 from 270 eastbound. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things clear. This will remain closed until further notice. Please avoid if possible. Starving Report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors is all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday, friends. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The Browns meeting with Deshaun Watson today in Houston. He is also being deposed in his civil cases today. So it's a big day for him. Yeah, it's a huge day. And... According to all the things I've seen about that situation with Deshaun Watson, apparently in this deposition, he will not be pleading the fifth, or at least that is what has been reported, is that right. he's planning to actually lay out there what his case is. You know, our Dave Holmes, who does 10 TV, just brought up a little interesting point on Twitter, and I don't think it's unfair. He said, I'm not trying to troll, and but for all the you know Browns fans out there, who took kind of a moral high ground on Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers over the years. How are you going to feel if Deshaun Watson comes and plays for the Browns? And I've already seen some of the responses, and I'm paraphrased what Dave said. Go read his tweet, but more or less saying, where do you come down on that if you bring in Deshaun Watson? And there's it's been the exact variety you expect. A few people saying it kind of turns my stomach, and I don't know how I'll feel about that. Other people saying, hey, man, Super Bowls are fun. And it's like, well, they are. But I don't know if I'd feel great about that personally. Ben Roethlisberger got suspended for not doing anything that got a grand jury to indict him. Deshaun Watson, regardless of what you think of his actions, regardless of if you think this is all being overblown or not, may very well get suspended for a significant amount of time, even if there is no legal action. And there appears there won't be from a you know criminal case. The civil action still exists, but he may he may get suspended. That's what all these teams, they're doing their homework right now. They're talking with him. They want to meet with him. Now that he's not going to go to jail, and they're just waiting out how much of a suspension he might get, that's what they're doing now is they're doing their due diligence to go meet with him and say, all right, do we feel confident enough in his answers, regardless of what he says in this civil trial, what does he say to us? If we're confident in that, we know he can win us football games. And that's where a lot of this stands right now. I'm not surprised that he's getting all this interest. I do wonder if they will get back the Texans what they are asking 
in exchange for him. Today's a, a big day. You know, a lot of people are going to be looking at his answers and this civil des- disposition, disposition, whatever the hell we're calling Deposition, it. Deposition. Deposition, yeah. that's right. right. I'm stupid. Sorry. But I'm surprised that with all of that going on, he would want to take time out to meet with a team today. Yeah, I don't I would know. think he'd just want to focus on the civil stuff today. And then, hey, Browns, can we meet tomorrow? Yeah. Can we do that then? I'm not I'm not sure. And I I wasn't sure if it was today that he was getting the deposition or if that was it's Friday. Today. Oh, is it? Today. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it's all happening today. Apparently he's he knows what he's gonna say. All so. right. <laughs> A lot of teams are gonna be paying attention. And here's the other question is would you like good Deshaun Watson to play for your team if you're a Browns fan? Take all the other crap away. The answer is probably yes. Of course. Even if you're yeah. in love with Baker, the answer is probably yes, that you think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. But what do you have to give up to get Deshaun Watson? And we haven't seen this guy in a year. And maybe you can just toss that aside and say, oh, that means he's fresher. He hasn't taken the hits. He's healthy and ready to go. Perhaps. Well, yeah, but we also acknowledge that if you just took a year hiatus on football for any reason whatsoever, does the game change at all in a year? I'd say it does. Do defenses figure out things? Do they get better at things? I'm saying as a whole, not one specific defense, but does the league improve year over year over year? I would say probably as far as tactics, schematics, yeah, things and like look, that. I don't think it's likely that he's going to come back and not be any good, but that's not even a little bit of a question mark. No, the idea that it is just a done deal that he is worth potentially three first-round picks and two actual players or two second-round picks. That's reportedly what the Texans are seeking out of this deal. Right, so what do you have to give up? Is that ask unrealistic? Will the Texans have to settle for something else? But I I saw some people say today, it's like, well, it's a small price to pay for a top-five quarterback in this league. Is he? Is he a top-five quarterback? He he was just about... I think he was just about there, arguably a top five quarterback. All right. If he, if before all this happened, right? Before he sat out a year. Like Ted and I were talking about this yesterday in the office, taking away all the off the field issues, just looking at his on field performance. I think the fact now that he has sat out a year diminishes his abilities a little bit. We'll, it, it creates uncertainty at the very least. We'll have to find out if he's at the level of top five quarterback. But if he gets back to the trajectory that he was on, right? If he were to, get back to where he was, and then keep going. Top five quarterback by the end of this year would not be out of the question for me. I think he can definitely be in that conversation within the year. But that's not the issue. That's not why teams have waited so long to trade for him. Right? Why do you think all of a sudden we heard about all these teams affiliated with him or or interested in him after the criminal case went away? Right? These teams probably were interested in him beforehand. They just didn't want to tip their hand and have their name out there associated with a guy that might be going to jail. Yeah. Once they said, oh, he's not going to go to jail at the very least, then they're okay with, hey, we're we're looking, we're trying, we're thinking about it. And if, if more comes out of the, the civil suits, if the deposition today comes out and it's very strong of him saying, I didn't do this and it's 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 ridiculous that they even are insinuating something happened and... I defy anyone, and he provides some other thing we haven't heard before. You'll hear more teams saying they're interested. There's there's going to be more of this. There's going to be more interest in him. The less and less it looks like he's going to have to pay money to people or be suspended by the NFL. I did see that the uh, the Colts requested permission to talk with Deshaun Watson, and the Texans said no. Mm. 
Which yeah, they, I would it's, too. You're, you're it's in the their same division. Co- you're in the same division, of yes, course. It's their division. I get it. Supposedly, they also are less willing, or or at least they would prefer, not to even trade him within the conference. I get it. They would I like to trade him to the NFC if possible, which I totally understand. But look, we can look at what the Texans are doing and saying you're not close to winning, but they're still a football team trying to gain some sort of competitive advantage. Yeah. Now. My own misgivings about whatever's going on with Deshaun Watson off the field aside, let's look at the trade that possibly it would take to get him to Cleveland. Three first-round picks, which obviously means you're giving up this year's first-round pick, next year's, and then I'm not sure what else you're allowed from that standpoint, right? You can't you can't trade too far in the future in the NFL. I don't remember how many years, but assuming they could do that, the Browns might be giving up first-round picks for this year and two more years after. And then Baker Mayfield's one of the players going. And then either another player or a second round pick is likely what they would have to trade. I wonder if that's enough of a, you know, if if you believe that that trade would work wherever Deshaun Watson goes, the Browns have to think they're a Super Bowl contender if they get Deshaun Watson, right? Why not? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So presumably any team in that deal would also say, you're going to be giving us a low first round pick. So... I wonder if Baker, three air quotes, low first round picks, and then whatever else you give another player or a second, do you think that's enough? Or would they rather trade into a team that looks like they're further away? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers contract, Aaron, him too, Aaron Rodgers, his contract details are out. He will make 41 million this season, 59 million in 2023, most of that coming in bonuses, 49 million in 2024. So he was already under contract for this season. Essentially, this is a two-year extension, is what this is. Yeah. We saw four years. What was the initial report that we saw? Four years, $200 million? Yeah. So right. it's not really that. He's getting paid. All right? This is a ridiculous amount of money for essentially a two-year extension. They are loading it with bonuses. This is actually more cap-friendly than the deal he had previously. Yeah. It, it is, though. I mean, it's $150.815 million over three years. Oh, no, they're they're paying him. It's, I mean, yeah. he's getting he won the game a chicken. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. The, the organization puffed out their chest and essentially said, organizations win championships. We're not negotiating with terrorism. And then how'd that work out for you? <laughs> not 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 too well. But you know what? Whenever the Packers run out of some money, just sell some more fake stock. Yeah, they can always do that. I I I don't know why people want to buy that like we said other than for the gift giving idea of it or just because you want to have something like that. Well, they essentially funded his guaranteed money because what did they get in the last round of stock? Like 65 I million he said dollars, it was 60 or 68 million somewhere in that range. All yeah. right. Yeah, that's pretty much his bonuses that he's going to make in year 2. Yeah. The uh cap numbers, did you have those? Did you say those? No, yet? I mean it's it's reduced. The cap number is reduced. Yeah. So this year it is twenty eight and a half million is the cap number down from forty six point seven. That's, a, that's million. a huge savings. Yes. And if I'm Devonte Adams, I'm looking at things that's saying, yeah, all right, give me that money. Here's the problem. Twenty twenty three, the cap hit goes to thirty one point six million, which is up from seven point seven million on a previously voidable contract year. Twenty twenty four assuming all parties are still satisfied with this whole deal, his cap hit is $40.7 million. All told, for a quarterback of his caliber, that's not a ton, but it's 407 by 2024. I don't know. That's getting up to Matt Ryan territory on that cap number. 
I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is worth that. The robot umps are coming for you. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on East Broad Street at Rose Hill Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here in the meantime. You'll also find some backups on 71 Southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. About a five-minute delay. Starving Report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers. Drivers are paid based on experience and receive attendance and safety bonuses. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week. Receive benefits, paid vacation, and be home nightly. Apply today at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Inside the NFL coming up at 348, we have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? Today we're doing fun facts about Fabio. Yes, that Fabio. Is there another Fabio? I'm sure at some point. In history? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying enough that the guy would go by one name and people go, ah, yes, Fabio, the male ah, model. Ah, yes. I can't believe it's not Butter. Fabio. He did the, the romance novels, too, the yeah, cover well, of that, that, that right? Was, that was mostly what he became famous for. With his was, big he was nipples. This, yeah. He was a very muscular, blonde-haired man who then, like, was painted for all those uh, covers they did, I'm sure by expert painters. And then he became, like, a sex symbol. My uh, my friend Adam Rutkowski, his mom, Mrs. Rutkowski, Mrs. Rutkowski, had about five thousand of those books. Oh, sure the the romance. I mean, she had an entire novels. room just full full of those books. No other books. It's all she read. Now I don't know Mrs. Rutkowski, but it feels like the Mrs. Rutkowskis of the world may not be too thrilled with like some of the lyrics in popular music that hint at you know graphic. I don't know. We didn't really like get that. to that well, level of conversation. You know I, I will tell you, you know where she was from. Where is that? The Ukraine. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. So she grew up in communism, moved here, and said, wait a minute, I can read this smut whenever I want? Yes. What, yes. I'm, getting, what I'm getting to is like, remember when we were, when you and I were in our younger years, there was a big movement to like put labels on all the music so kids are not listening to these graphic lyrics or with, you know, obscenities or whatever right. else walmart wouldn't even sell it right well i'm saying but a lot of like a lot of those musicians were vilified for like how dare you put this smut out there now excuse me i've got to go read my fabio book and it's like well th- it also has the smut in it it just has it in a more flowery way but it's still smut like what are we talking about the robo umps are coming for you we'll get to that in a second major league baseball is going to be experimenting with rule changes in the minors like they've done for a while uh, this season, pitchers will have 14 seconds with the bases empty, 19 seconds with runners on base at AAA, mm. uh, 14 seconds with the bases empty, 18 seconds with runners on base in all the lower levels. Batters, too, will be on the clock. Um, they must be in the box and attentive to the pitcher 
with nine seconds left. This was eight seconds last year. Okay. They gave him an extra second. What exactly happens if they don't? Uh, They get shot to death on sight. That's not right. So that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. Nor should I don't they. know what happens if the umpire Nothing. gives them a warning or they're penalized because isn't it? They're given a ball if the pitchers aren't ready to go. It should be that. But I'm. I'm. Here's my question: Is I? I bet at the minor league level that's done. I bet at the minor league level there's plenty of umps who respect what is being done there, who will say, "All right, that's fair." You're not abiding by the rules, and I don't know who you are. At the major league level, there's all these umpires that I could see suddenly saying, well, hang on, I, I know how this really works. The umpires up in the major leagues aren't going to listen to a lot of these well, rule no, changes. Well, no, this all comes down to enforcement. And I'm, I'm not saying these rule changes are the way to go. They're testing these like they should. Uh, also, bigger bases uh, increase from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. This is going to be at all affiliated levels in minor league baseball. Major League Baseball says doing so resulted in fewer base-related injuries and a modest increase in the rate of successful stolen bases. All right, let them live. All right. Uh, Defensive shifts will be banned. Teams must have a minimum of four players on the infield with at least two infielders completely on either side of second base. This will be in double A, high A, and low A. So you will not see this at Clipper Games this year. Uh, But last year it was just at double A. So they're expanding it to a couple different levels. Yeah. Here's the thing about the robot umps, the robo umps. And there's part of it which I think is very, very stupid. Now, Major League Baseball is testing this. So even if they feel like this is something that wouldn't work, it doesn't hurt to test it. This is not coming to Major League Baseball yet, so I will not overreact. Automated ball strike calls, or so-called robo umps, are reaching AAA for the first time, but not all AAA. It'll be used uh, in uh, the, what is this? AAA East games okay. played in Charlotte. AAA West games. It will approximate the strike zone called by high-level umpires. All right? Here's what's new this year. Major League Baseball will test a challenge system in low-A Southeast. Oh, boy. A human umpire will call balls and strikes, but the pitcher, catcher, and batter have an ability to appeal the umpire's call to the ABS system. Each team will receive three appeals with successful appeals retained. You're talking about ways in every aspect to speed up the game of baseball. And now we're actually talking about appealing balls and strikes to the robot. If you know the robot is more accurate, <laughs> then just have the robot right. call balls and strikes. Right. You've got a real man b- behind there. Mm-hmm. All right. He gets the thing from the robot, ball or strike. So you can still have the real man signaling. There's no red light, green light, nothing like that. But you know this is coming from the machine. Well, let, let's take this out of the world of baseball for a second. Let's say you go to your favorite fast food restaurant and they said, for years we've had a process. We've Whittled it down. We know how to make a burger exactly the way you've enjoyed it, right? We've done this for years. But instead of what we're going to do to make things a little interesting, we're just going to throw in some times where we purposefully get it wrong. We we know how to make a burger the right way. We know how to get it right. But we're going to just start randomly getting it wrong more often. And if you don't like it, you can appeal. 
and then we'll make it the right way. <laughs> like, I don't know if you have the technology to do it the right way. Why would you in like, why would you prefer the wrong way to do it? I know tradition and I know all these other things, but if you watch a major league baseball game, when they implement robo ump, if you've seen minor league games where they've done it, it doesn't really look any different than regular baseball. I don't, I mean, are people aware it's not like a light goes up no, over the there's head. still a guy there because there's an umpire standing a human there. human being still needs to make other calls independent yeah. of balls and strikes. He has to be able to say there's a foul tip exactly. or anything else. Like, But also, that guy just sits there in his ear and it says, ball, and he goes, ball, strike, and he says the strike. And if it's a strikeout, he does a... And then it says, throw out the manager for no reason. And he's just like... Oh, there's no actual words. No, he's just like, said. anyway, it's like a dubbed in Japanese kung fu movie. <laughs> anyway, but that guy, I, I remember Jason Stark wrote an article about this last year. They talked to like a low A guy who was an umpire and he said, yeah, I get nobody screaming at me anymore. No one comes out and fights me when there's a call that the guys don't like in the dugout. They look at me. And then they kind of shrug and go, yeah, well, what are we going to do? What am I supposed to do? It's the I know computer. you didn't it's call Skynet. It. What are we going to do? They know there's no one to argue with. I'm saying if we're going to go down the pathway, we're going to outfit these ballparks with all the technology to get the call right. But then we're going to let the dopes make the call. And only when it's so egregious that someone else has to say, that's BS. That was a strike. How dare you call that a ball? Then we got to stop the game. That guy has to push his little button and it's going to go. That was a strike, dumbass. And he's going to be like, all right, thank you, robo-ump. I think and then what we have to call. have, though, just for entertainment purposes only, it's completely unnecessary for the technology. But we need to have some sort of hard drive on the field, some computer hard drive mm, on I the see. field. You mean, like, uh, you mean like the tower that you see for a PC? Yes, Is that what you're saying? Fi- a okay. physical yeah. tower, a hard drive on the field, and it's just assumed... That's where the robo ump lives. So that when Lou Pinella comes out, or modern day equivalent of <laughs> Lou Pinella, he can take and he can brush dirt on it and yeah. throw his hat at it and take a baseball bat if he wants to and beat the crap out of this thing. It'll look like the movie Office Space where they take the fax machine out into the field and they just beat the hell out of it. That's what we're going to do. I'm all for that. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find a crash still blocking the ramp to Route 315 southbound from eastbound 270. Emergency crews remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but this will remain closed until further notice. Please avoid if possible. Starving Port is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. And Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Inside the NFL coming up in mere moments. Hey, check out the podcast if you haven't already done so. Wherever you get your audio. Spotify, Apple, whatever. 
Just search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. It's free. Free. It's free. All I, all you can say about it, it costs no money. And we throw extras on the podcast feed that you can't hear on the radio station. Yeah. Like the flashback episodes and T-Bone interviews people and... I talked to NBA uh, talk with T-Bone. We had Matty Hayes and I did a little NBA episode last weekend. If you like that, go listen to it. If you like it, maybe we'll do another one someday. If not, then we'll never do it again. Screw We're here you. for you, the people. That's right. Inside the NFL. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bone's Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, among the players possibly getting into the Deshaun Watson mix, that could be, you know, we've heard about the Browns, the Panthers. The Falcons are the surprise team that may also be making a run here. That according to uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, among others, reporting that, but... It's funny how I've seen some people react to this and say, wow, that's a shock. They're committed to Matt Ryan as their franchise quarterback. My reply would be, did you watch Matt Ryan play any of the last few years? Like, yeah, I understand that they're committed, air quotes, to him from the standpoint of they've got him under a huge contract that he can't really trade. A team like the Texans, who will need someone to play quarterback and presumably is in rebuild mode, would certainly take him on in a swap, right? If, if they're getting the right combination of picks. I'm not saying the Falcons have an inside track there, but couldn't you see that happening, Mike? If if the, if they make the right, everything else the Falcons send over is going to be like, here's all these first-round picks, I could definitely see the Texans taking them up on that. That's a serious possibility. Or not. Huh? <laughs> I, so I was thinking about who they that? have there. They, who they have, Davis Mills? Is that who they like? Who, Houston? Yeah. Yeah, they've been nobody there behind well, Sean yeah, Watson. But I know. They say they like him. Well, so, and the Falcons say they like Matt Ryan. But if they make this deal, I'm sure Houston would say, all right, we'll take a couple more years of Matt Ryan at the end of his career to wait until yeah, we get I'm our guy. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you're a rebuilding team, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Well, you're not going to rebuild with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's probably going to retire in a couple years, right? So you... you Get all the other pieces in place and hopefully draft your quarterback. He learns from Matt Ryan. No, for a I year. don't like that. I'm not doing it. Okay, fine. just telling you. Learn, it's learn what from Matt Ryan? Why? I'd be. I'd almost win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'd have a, you know be a couple quarters away from being a Super Bowl champ. No, but everybody about forgives it. you. No, um, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be bad with a young, cheap guy. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins is saying he was confident he was going to remain with the Vikings. He was talking to KFAN Radio in Minneapolis. Hey, everybody. Never heard of that station. Anyway. He said that if he was, quote, a betting man, he would have bet that he would remain with the Vikings, which I find very comical because that would also be illegal. I don't think you'd be allowed to bet on yourself to remain with the team. I think they would probably flag that. But anyway, he said, I was very confident I was going to be a Minnesota Viking. Uh, he said he, of course, as we know, signed the one-year extension through the 2023 season. He said it was a positive back and forth over the last few days. Uh, he said their new general manager, Quisia Dofomenso, was, outstand- was outstanding. Really strong communicating to me was up front. So he's happy to be back in Minnesota, and I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, meanwhile, the Rams have cut ties with a four-time All-Pro who'd been on the team for 10 years, and that guy is Johnny Hecker, their punter. So not as big of a story. When you frame it that way, with all the accolades for Johnny Hecker, he's been a really good punter. Well, over he is a four-time All-Pro. But. And he's been on the team for 10 years. That sounds like a bigger deal. But then you say, oh, they parted ways with their punter. That's a little more reasonable, right? It doesn't sound as crazy as what it initially was. Take it to the bank. 
What's that? They will not even go to the playoffs this year. No Johnny Hecker. No Johnny Hecker. Okay, I got it. Ask uh, the Packers about how important good special teams is. <laughs> True enough. Uh, the Saints have, actually not the Saints, well, I don't know why I said that. The Ravens have made a splash by signing former Saints safety Marcus Williams to a five-year, $70 million contract. Now, that Ravens secondary, after having a ton of injuries last year, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, and now you add in one of the best safeties available in free agency in Marcus Williams. That's a really stout secondary they are putting together in Baltimore, and that sucks because as a Browns fan, I don't want to see the Ravens be good, but their defense will be great, I'm sure. Again, after the, if, unless they have all the injuries they had last year, they'll be right back in it, but that is a huge deal there. And how about this story from Westgate Superbook, one of the big gambling houses out in Las Vegas. They Their vice president, Jay Cornegay, says that he believes significant bets placed on the Buccaneers last week came from inside information that Tom Brady would be unretiring, and he wants the NFL to look into it. They say that a sharp better, which is, of course, like a guy they believe is a professional. They think he knows what he's doing. He's not just some fan who rolled up in a Tom Brady jersey sipping a marg and was like, nah, Bucks are going to do it. Like this guy, they believe actually knew what he was doing. Placed a large bet Thursday for the Buccaneers to win the NFC at 30 to 1, Super Bowl at 60 to 1. Tampa Bay odds moved after that because it was such a big wager. They dropped the Super Bowl odds down to 25 to 1, and he bet it again. And so then that's when they said, This seemed like it's not a casual better. It's a guy who knows. We know who this player is. It seems like there was some inside info being traded here. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not, because I have no idea. But you and I were talking last week when Tom Brady came out to Jim Gray and said, Well, I, I don't know. I guess I've done all I got to do, but we'll see. You know, everybody was <laughs> yes. talking about how this guy was potentially coming back. And he was like, I love seeing my family, but it's time to go spend time with my parents. We were like, this guy's coming back tomorrow. Right, we were all saying that. So I know. why wouldn't this guy no, say, I, well, I'm just going to get ahead of everybody else? This is here's the quote that got me. He's this is from the vice president of the sports book. There's no doubt in my mind that information leaks sometime in the middle of last week. This is concerning. I don't think I've ever said the NFL really needs to investigate something, but this is something they need to look into and how it got out because there are many books that took some sizable wagers in the middle of last week. Then also points out in this article, the NFL issued a no comment to the Las Vegas Review Journal when asked about it. So they didn't say, like, this is ludicrous, we're not investigating, how dare well, you? No, they the said NFL no comment. should investigate it, right? They should be doing their homework on this, whether they think it's real or not. I'm just saying that a lot of people were talking about this last week. Oh, I know. And the possibility of it. Also, you're not going to find me feeling bad for any sports books who were like, yeah, we'll take wagers on whether or not Tom Brady will retire, and then didn't adjust their lines when Tom Brady goes and says things like, yeah, kids are fun, huh? Woo, two months of that. Ready to do something else. It's like, we all did see this coming, or at least it seemed pretty obvious that it could happen. I don't blame a sharp better for thinking, yeah, I got a hundred grand to throw in that direction. I'll do it. And it turns out that guy may have made a tremendous wager. Speaking of Tom Brady, we're going to talk about an old guy doing sports things. Not Tom Brady. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident with, slow, with injuries still causing slowdowns on East Broad Street at Rose Hill Road. Please be very careful as traffic continues to build in this area. And more delays expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is building there as well. Striving Report is sponsored by Rocky Mortgage. When you apply for a home loan, there are different options depending on your situation and needs. With Rocky Mortgage, you can see how different down payments, monthly payments, and closing costs will impact your loan and your budget. We need a lender who works for you. Rocket can. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. All right, so we're talking about Tom Brady, and he's going to be 45 years old next season. Oldest guy to start a game at quarterback ever. George Blanda played quarterback at the age of 48, briefly. Didn't start a game Mm -hmm. at that age. So Tom Brady will be old, and he'll be doing things. However, I do want to remind people. Now, he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to be, he wasn't playing every single day. You know, but back in the day, Major League Baseball had more gimmick things. They would, you know, bring in a guy with no legs in a regular season game to Get in the batter's box and take a couple cuts. I mean, they were trying to sell some tickets. Was it a was it the a St. Louis team? I can't remember or a Cleveland team that had the the little like the little person that they brought out who yeah. was like three foot ten or something. I mean, this this short. would this would happen on a fairly regular basis. Major League Baseball, some of these teams that you know had trouble selling tickets, they would treat it more like minor league baseball treats the games today. They would come up with these wacky promotions, and they would put people in games. But we're talking like low-A baseball promotion. Not like, you know, the Clippers don't do stuff no, like this. No, Triple-A is not going to do stuff like this. But back in the this. day, this was Major League Baseball. Right. This was the highest level of professional baseball in the world, and they would still do gimmicks like this. So in 1965, the Kansas City Athletics said, you know what, we're going to have a, a Negro League day. Okay. And we're going to bring back some old Negro League stars. We're going to introduce them to the crowd. You know, cool Papa Bell's going to be there, and Satchel Page is going to be there. The difference is, we're going to put Satchel Page in the game. He's going to start the game for oh, us. Oh man, nineteen sixty-five. How old was Satchel, Satchel Page, Page at this point? Was fifty-nine years old. All right, I'm going to read you the selection from Wikipedia. Okay. In 1965, Kansas City Athletics owner Charles O. Finley signed Page, 59 at the time, for one game. On September 25th against the Boston Red Sox, Finley invited several Negro League veterans, including Cool Papa Bell, to be introduced before the game. Page was in the bullpen, sitting on a rocking chair, being served coffee by a nurse between innings. All right, so think about that visual. All right. right. This is a regular season game. Now, the A's were out of it by this point. They're not competing for a playoff spot. But still, this is a regular season game. So the next time, myself included, 
baseball guy wants to talk about the sanctity of the records of yeah. Major League Baseball right. and the history, just remember stories like this where you just say, ah, 59-year-old guy, come on out here and start a game for us. So what's the more ridiculous thing? That Satchel Page started a game at the age of 59 in Major League Baseball or the fact that he pitched three innings and gave up nothing. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I was going he to say. He gave up nothing. I was wondering when the part of the story would kick in that Satchel Page would just dominate everyone. Because I don't, I don't know how many people. He pitched the first three innings, gave up one hit, no runs. He went out there for the fourth inning. To stand on the mound, they came and yanked him out by the time the fourth inning started. He got a standing ovation. The crowd started singing to him. They held up lighters and cigarettes in the air, and they were singing to him. I, what year was this again? 1965. By the okay. way, this stunt drew 9,289. That is, that, that is, uh, it's very interesting. Satchel Page passed away in June of 1982 when he was 75. Just you said in sixty five. In sixty five, he was they had 59. him pitching in a game. Yeah, and then what? Sixteen years later, he passes on. Seventeen, roughly, whatever. The point being, his career. I, I, I there needs to be so much more said about Satchel Page, and I know a lot has been, and obviously he's been inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame as rightfully so. But whatever his career could have been. We'll never know. Satchel Page was famous. And by, look, by the time Satchel Page got to the major leagues, he was already an old man. His debut was 1948, July of 1948. He was born in 1906. So he debuted at the age of 42 well, that's years what I, old. That's what I mean. He was already an old man by the time he debuted in Major League Baseball. His best days were behind him. I forget the quote, but... Satchel Page was famous for never running. Oh. He hated to run. If there was a ground ball to the first baseman and the pitcher had to cover first, he would just say, whatever, I'll just get the next guy yeah, out. Yeah, right. He, he, would not, he would not run to first base. And I think the quote is something like, nothing good has ever come from running. I'm not running. <laughs> right. That's fair. Um, and of course, you know what team he played with when he came into the league. He played with Cleveland. That's right. So, yeah, it's. I mean, that's a big part of the legacy there. That's very cool. But, yeah, Satchel Page is one of those sports what-ifs, you know, and sadly there's because... A of, of, there's a lot of what-ifs when it comes to Negro League players. Right. Yeah, well, you mentioned Cool Papa Bell. There are so many other guys that were just so talented. I'm trying to think of... I know there's a couple others that I'm forgetting. Well, but Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson, so yes, I was of thinking course. of who's a catcher who a lot of people think could have challenged any record Babe Ruth had or or at the time had. You know, because he was that level of hitter and one of the most feared hitters of all time in baseball, and he didn't get to play nearly as much as he should have against Major League Pitching. I'm telling you, if you find yourself in Kansas City and you like baseball, even if you don't, if you just appreciate history, go to the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. Yeah, they're on Twitter, too. They're a good follow. They tweet out a lot of historical facts and information. It's, It's a very, I would highly recommend anything you can to learn more about that era. We have our first matchup. In Dessert Madness. We are trying to find the best dessert out of 64. Are you ready for our first matchup? Let's go. We have one seed apple pie against 16 seed rice pudding. Now, let me tell you what. I don't think this is much of a contest. It's not. It's not. And that's okay. There's going to be some blowouts. Well, yeah, it's a 16 seed. Yeah. 
Apple Pie moves on. All right. I'm going to say they win. Not that we're doing this for everyone, but this is this is like an 85 to 49 type of game where yeah. they just it's yeah. not even all the all the walk-ons are playing in this one. Apple Pie University easily gets through. All right, Apple Pie gets through. One seed moves on. 8-9 matchup. It's going to be a tough one, I think. Chocolate ice cream against candy bar. Okay. This is called dessert madness, correct? Yes. I love a candy bar for dessert. I have no problem with a candy bar for a dessert. However, if we're going to talk about widest applications, I feel like there's a lot more times where you are presented with a chocolatey ice cream product as a dessert than you are where you're like out at a restaurant and they say, would you like a nice Reese's cup? Why don't they, by the way? I don't know. Why, Why is that not an acceptable dessert? I was talking to Kristen about this yesterday. We have many pies in this bracket. We'll get to pies. But why? Why do I, when I go to a nice steakhouse, after I'm done with my meal, I've ingested all the red meat I want, I'm very satisfied, I want dessert, why can't I have a piece of cherry pie? Why is that considered diner food? Oh, they don't do cherry pie? Like no, a they don't do pies. What do they do at a steakhouse? What do you, oh, it's, it's like always a cake stuff. or something. It's cake or it's creme brulee or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll see an apple crumble or apple crisp on there. Hey. Never pie. I say... Let's let's do that, but also with candy bars at the steakhouse. But I'm not saying like one that you get off the rack. A oh, bespoke, sp- oh, special, you, well, fancy candy you bar. The, you call up the Reese's peanut butter cup people and say, "Look, you got this for when you're at a gas station. You need some for a buck oh nine. What do you got for me if I just drop two hundred dollars on a steak? What kind of chocolate could you come up with there?" And they say, "Oh, well, here's here's the type of cup you could get for that." And they make some decadent huge Reese's peanut butter cup and you could only get it at like a high-end steakhouse. I like I'd that be for idea. that. Yeah. All right, so what do we've decided? Chocolate ice cream? Despite my love for candy bars, I think chocolate ice cream is going to have to move on. I just want to make sure Teddy's okay with this. I would vote for candy bars, but... Oh, hey. well, all right. How will you lose? I guess I lose. Okay. Well, because I'm saying chocolate ice cream as well. All right. Uh, five-seeded s'mores against the 12-seed cannoli. Oh, Man, I think we have to have a conversation about this one. I really like a cannoli. If you have, and I'm not talking one of these cannolis that was filled like three days ago and it's all soggy, but if you get one of these cannolis filled when you order it, mm-hmm. it's crunchy and crispy, yeah, fried with the cannoli filling in there, I think this is the first one we need to throw out to the listeners. At yeah, Man and right. Bone 971 on Twitter. S'mores, the five seed, or 12 seated cannoli? Ted, I'm curious, because I am I would vote cannoli on this one. I bet you Ted's never even had a cannoli. Ted, have you had a cannoli? Yes, I have, and that's what I would vote for. Okay, oh, wow. right. Cannolis are great. Wow. Because here's the other thing, too. I'm not saying they're identical, right? But what do you get in a s'more? You get kind of a crumbly thing. That's the graham cracker part. Yeah. yeah. You get a creamy thing, yeah. and you get a chocolatey thing. You can get all that in a cannoli, too, right? Different. It's different. I'm not saying they're the same. It is to me elevated in a cannoli. I I pref- I have not had. I did not grow up eating cannoli. It's not something that my family usually that we would go get or we. You didn't whatever. go out to cannolis R us for a little dessert. <laughs> no, I Baskin you know, cannoli. When we went to bakeries, our bakeries were like, which donut do you? It was. We went to diner bakeries. You know what I mean? Where they yeah, had like pie it. and donuts. We didn't go to like high end confectioner, you know, bakery type places, and so. When I finally experienced this for the first time, I said, I I never want to go back to not knowing what these are. They're delicious. Five-seated s'mores against 12-seated cannoli. You make the call 
at Man and Bone 971. Put that one on hold. I want to know what Leanna thinks about that. S'mores or cannoli? Put that to her. All right. Well, she'll she tell can, us. She can tell us in the traffic. That's or, or, Okay. Oh, well, Ted, all right. You want to tell us? No, let's leave it for traffic. Leave it for traffic. It's your tease for traffic. Yeah. Uh, Four-seeded Sunday ice cream Sunday, or 13-seed chocolate pudding? Uh, to I'm me, gonna, it's Sunday all I'm day. I'm going to go day. Sunday all day. Yeah. All right, one more. Uh, Six-seed soft-serve ice cream. Oh, or 11-seed Blondie. I w- this is the first one where I've ever said, can these two contestants just make love in a bowl? No. Because that's what I just want. There a must Blondie be a winner, Highlander. I want, I want soft-serve ice cream just over top of a Blondie, and then we just have all that at See, once. See, to me, it's soft-serve ice cream. As much yeah, as I love a, I a Blondie, soft-serve ice cream, there are so many different things you can do with it. Even by itself, it's I, refreshing. I'll go soft-serve as well. I just want to point out the Blondie... This was a close. This is a buzzer beater for me, but right. it's, it's da, still da, da, a soft da, 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 da. We're leaving it up to the people, though. S'mores against cannoli. Yeah. At Man and Bone 971. Uh, what's next? Nothing? Uh, I've already seen some results, and I'm going to have to get. I'm going to have to have a disagreement with Fawn. Well, hold on. One of our, hold on. One of our Wait a second. Listeners. Wait a second. Uh, people are going to be betting a lot of money starting tonight. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. An accident is causing slowdowns on East Broad Street at Rose Hill Road. Please be very careful as traffic begins to build in this area. We'll also find some backups on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. About a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Musnex 12-Hour. Did you know that doctors use Musnex? That's right. Musnex is the number one OTC brand doctors trust for themselves and their families. So with cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Grab Musnex and put yourself back in control. Available at CVS. Give me some more s'mores. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. The quality of water in our house has significantly improved ever since we got Connecticut in the house. We have the whole home water treatment system, which means coming out of our faucets, all the water no longer has all those things in it. The funk is what I like to call it. That leaves that chalky residue maybe on your faucets or you run the dishwasher, you get it out of the dishwasher, you take a glass out and it's got the cloudiness, the little spots. That's all gone with Connecticut water softener treatment. So that helps quite a bit. We also have the K5 drinking water station, which makes the water actually taste good in our house. I drink more water now because I have the Connecticut drinking water in our house. If you want to fix the problems with your water and get the funk out of your water. ConnecticutColumbus.com, the place to go. Do what I did. ConnecticutColumbus.com, they are the experts in fixing your water. So do it today and get the funk out of your water. Teddy, five-seed s'mores against 12-seeded cannoli. Do we have a consensus? I'm still counting. It's a close race here, so you're going to have to give me more time. All right, well, go ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the mentions just that I've got, and it's been mostly 
Well, I can't say. You know what? It's been pretty close for, for Cannoli and... So it's close is what you're saying. It's closer so than it's I thought it was at first. what Teddy said. No, it's closer than I thought at first. All right? I don't know what to tell you. Uh, three seed ice cream sandwich against a 14 seeded Buckeye ice cream sandwich. Come on. Mm. Yeah, of course. I'm going with the ice cream sandy every time. Seven seeded ice cream cake against 10 seeded sugar cookie. Oof. Sugar cookie. Now, this could be a, just a regular sugar cookie. This could be a frosted Let me tell sugar you, cookie, whatever you like. If you put ice cream cake out there, and I like a good ice cream cake, mm-hmm. and you put just a regular old not iced sugar cookie and said you can have either one, I'd think about it. But if there's icing on that sugar cookie, it's mm-hmm. not even a question for me. I'm going sugar cookie mm-hmm. there. See, I'm inclined to go sugar cookie. Teddy, do you object? Sugar cookie or ice cream cake? I love a good sugar cookie, so I'm going to jump on that right, board. All right, uh, on let's that go sugar way. cookie. Uh, ten seed upsets the seven seed. And then finally, the last one in this bracket, number two seeded cherry pie against Jello. Well, Well, that's on. just a formality, isn't it's, it? That's got to be cherry pie. Warrant, of course. Bye, Ted. Well, go ahead. What's the? I need a final. I have a verdict. final. S'mores cannoli. What's it going to be? It was close for a while, but the uh, cannolis pulled ahead. There wow. was a lot more cannolis than uh, s'mores. All right, twelve seeded right. cannoli pulls the upset. The five seed is out, so we have a five seed leaving us, and we have a seven seed leading us from this first bracket. Uh, Zane actually tweeted in with some sound logic here because I had said earlier that. How often do you get offered a candy bar after dinner? Fair or not? I think we had to use that as a dessert madness, you know, divider here to figure out what's really, truly a great dessert. He said you have to use the same logic with cannolis and s'mores. How often have you been offered a s'more after a dinner as opposed to a cannoli? Oh, fair enough. That's good. Now, I mean, if you're eating like outdoors, it changes, but that's not something that you or I are doing. We should open up a, a restaurant. With all the other fictional restaurants that we have not opened up yet. But yes. our ideas are great. We just haven't actually done it yeah, in practice. figure. How about a restaurant called Camp Out? Oh. Where you're not actually outside. There's none of that. But it's all the foods that you would eat at a Camp Out. I think the cookout people are going to have a little problem with that. It'd, be, it'd have to be like a sister business to them. What's cookout? Cookout's... Like, what do you think? What do you get at a cookout? I've ne- but I've never seen cookout before. They're all through the South and oh, they're making their that. way up this way. I but- don't go to the South. I hate the South. I got it. The cook. What do you think the cookout has? Food Hamburgers get, and hot dogs yeah. and stuff. Stuff you get. Milkshakes is like their. You know that's they. That's what they All offer. Right. How about to just change our concept a little bit? Okay. How right. about Appalachian cookout? What is possums that? and raccoon? <laughs> Road crap kill like cafe. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. All right. That's fine. And then we serve s'mores at the end of that because even the hillbillies that can't read love s'mores. I think we should go more into the outdoors like you were talking about and do real paleo where not only do you have to eat a paleo diet and that's all we serve. Every we are only we have pop up restaurants that are in national parks only. We don't have a physical location because mm-hmm. it's paleo. You just got to be flexible. That's right, man. What's and on also, the menu today? Ram balls. <laughs> Right. Also, occasionally a bear just shows up at the restaurant and mauls everyone. Sure. Because that's, hey, that's paleo, baby. If you want to be paleo, go for it. That's what was happening. Uh, Lots of money will be bet on the NCAA tournament. This is breaking news. And, of course, the tournament starts up tonight with the don't call them playing games. Uh, They are speculating that 
$3 billion, at least $3 billion will be wagered on this year's NCAA tournament. That's the low end. There are some people speculating it could be up to $10 billion. Well, I need to know what we're counting as far as wagered, because there are a lot of places where you can, you know, a lot of pools there were people say, hey, you know, we're doing brackets. It's this amount. Well, for they're, that. they're counting that. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just wondering if it's not $3 billion just on the legal wagers that you can do with all the gambling now. Well, that's that's why a lot of people are saying, no, three's low. Of course. It's more like $10 billion. There's got to be billions of dollars changing hands just at the casinos alone, just with game bets, like the prop bets you can do, all that stuff. They are speculating that uh, the NCAA tournament could notch three times the amount of Super Bowl bets. That includes games, prop wow. bets, everything. Wow. That is... Well, does that surprise you? No, it's a we significant just, amount we, of money. We saw though. the numbers the other day where the NCAA distributed, what, $700 million to member schools last year, and that was just on the NCAA tournament. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a staggering amount of money, and it's frustrating that this state will not get to participate in any of that because... Well, hopefully next year. They're working on it, man. I know. Gotta but change the clocks first. We do the <laughs> clocks first. Gambling second. We got. We can't have war third. I like, maybe. I like how. Yeah, today the U. Now it's the Senate. They still have to get this through the House, but and then the it Senate, goes to the President, of course. Right, but the Senate passed a daylight savings time or daylight saving time measure that would leave us on permanent daylight saving time. So we would be now where it is later in the evening and darker earlier in the morning. That would be permanent. Mm-hmm. So when you get to winter, it's going to be like well, I just want to point eight out, o'clock in the morning. I the understand. Sun comes I'm up. probably in the minority on this, but you know it, it's unique to this country where every problem that we have, when everybody's arguing their side, it's always about the children. Uh, what about the children? We got to look out for the next generation. The polar caps are melting. Why? The children. We care about them. We need to do something about it. Except when it comes to this. And it's like, well, I just want to drive home when it's light out. Kid has to go to school at 9 o'clock in the morning, pitch black. Bah, who cares? What's the difference? I love how we're concerned about this now. Remember this conversation in November and December. Yeah, I when think When you can't get out of be... bed because it's pitch black at 9. It's going to be a little weird. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't know, like how many people, though, I don't know the answer on this because we don't have normal jobs. How many people like my dad growing up got up at 530 every morning, never like drove to work in like a sunny drive to work. He always got up, drove to work in the dark, has worked that way for 40 years. Like there's kids in my neighborhood getting on the bus at 615, which, by the way, is ridiculous. I know, like should not be that way. I don't. I don't know when high school suddenly became like, oh, you're in high school? Cool. You got to get here at factory hours. I know. Like I, I, think, I think it's ridiculous. But right. Your, your, your point is well taken there. Also surprising to me, we got unanimous approval from the Senate. You've, right. you've met the Senate, can't, right? We can't do anything, but we can, we can unanimously we can get decide. Dude, I told you in the break when I saw this story, I'm like, am I getting punked? Because I'm going to like Reuters, Forbes. Yahoo, like all these news websites, and they all have this story of like Senate unanimously agrees to it doesn't matter what it could have been unanimously agrees that elephants are awesome. And I would have been like, wow, I'm just surprised no one had an objection to that. I'm surprised no one had something to say. 
No one about daylight savings time. Nothing. They all agreed. That shocks me. Am I the only one when you say Reuters where I just picture a website run by Jason Giambi and Barry Bonds? It's like all steroid Reuters. What's up, man? Welcome to Reuters. You want the news? It sucks. It's bleak, man. There's a war going on. COVID for two years. I'm sorry, baby. I love you. I don't know why I did that. Will you pop some zits on my back? Welcome to Reuters. Trust me, she'll love it too. Welcome to Reuters. Round the clock coverage. Is the Arnold happening or not? We're going to slap some dudes in the face. (laughs) Today in dude slapping, dudes got slapped. Back to you, news desk. Oh, wait, I am the news desk. This is Reuters. Rapid fire coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. You'll also find some delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. That's a five-minute delay over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. Rumkey is hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers. Drivers are paid based on experience and receive attendance and safety bonuses. Earn $1,200 per week. Receive benefits, paid vacation, and be home nightly. Apply today at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? We're going to do facts about Fabio. My guy. Yeah. There was a a chef on Top Chef named Fabio. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he any good? I'm, I'm sure. No, no, no. Like, I mean, I didn't like, jump through con- the TV and taste it. But. <laughs> no, but I mean on the contest. Yeah, you, I think like, it was pretty good. Did really well or get bounced early? Fan or? favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. I haven't watched Top Chef in a while. Well, I that's more than I've watched it because I'd never watch it. Well, you know what I realized? Because we used to watch it and we used to get like upset. It's like, man, that guy's food was totally better than the other guy's food. And it's like, what do we know? You don't have any idea? We're not tasting just it. looking at this it. This show is dumb. Why are we watching it? So we stopped. Yeah. We've been watching that uh, Love is Blind show on Netflix. That's a good time. What's that? It's where they uh, put a bunch of people in these pods where you can't see each other. And the only way, and you can talk through the pods. You're in like a living room looking thing. It's very comfy, but you can't see the person on the other side of the screen. They did this show. It's called Dating in the Dark. It was on, I think, ABC back in the day. It was wonderful. Well, this is called Love is Blind and it's on Netflix, but... They, but you have to commit to marriage. Oh, well, now that's a little ridiculous. No, it's isn't well, it? that's what they, that's the deal. Oh, right. The only way you get to like the only way you get out, I believe it's a jail. They only let you out. Right. Of, no, I'm just kidding. No, but the only way you get to marry the the only way you get to meet the person you're talking to, where you're like, I really need a connection. They're like, all right, okay, you have to agree to marry me, and I agree to marry you, and they say fine. Then you get to meet each other, and then it, and then they they have like a month to. Live together, meet each other's families, plan the wedding, and wow. do the deed. Wow. Seal the deal. All right. Maybe I got to start watching this show. Yeah. 
It's it's. I mean, it's annoying because there's a lot of... Go figure, it's a reality show. There's annoying yeah. parts of it, but that's what we've been watching of late. All right, rapid fire. Let's do it. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy, rapid fire number one. Now that we have the bracket, which Big Ten basketball team do you think has the best chance to make the Final Four? I, I'm not getting too worked up with matchups. I said before this whole thing that I thought Purdue was the best team in the Big Ten. I'm not going to look at the bracket and change my mind. So Purdue's still my team. Uh, I am going to look at the bracket and change my mind because Purdue, here's the problem I see for them. You've got like a bunch of frisky, really not great matchups for them all the way up and down their bracket to get to the Final Four. I look at a team like Wisconsin, who I know, yes, they crapped out in the Big Ten tourney a little bit, but let me run you through their record real quick of who they'd have to go through. They get Colgate to start, which is a you know decent little team matchup, but still Wisconsin should be able to handle that. Then they play the winner of LSU-Iowa State, which could very well be LSU, who just lost their head coach. That's, that's not the worst team you could play to get to the Sweet 16. Then out of the other you know, four teams below them, USC, Miami, Auburn, Jacksonville State. Auburn seems like the team that would come out of that. Very up and down team in their own right. Wisconsin could win that. And then you're playing Kansas to go to the Final Four. I'm saying that's a pretty manageable road. I think Wisconsin has the easiest road. Not easiest. One of the best roads to get to the Final Four. If that doesn't sum up this show in a nutshell, I don't know what does. Where I just come out with a casual observation. Yeah, I think Purdue's pretty good. I don't care about the rest of the bracket. And then you go and you analyze exactly who Wisconsin is playing. This is the yin and the yang of this show. (laughs) I go on feel, you have actual facts. Rapid fire number two. All right, we've seen a few of the teams that Deshaun Watson is possibly interested in being traded to, but uh, which team do you guys think would be the best fit for him? I actually think the best fit is the team that he's not going to because his team will not grant permission, but I think it's the Colts. Oh, sure. If you put Deshaun Watson on the Colts, you're talking about a potential Super Bowl team, especially with Jonathan Taylor touchdown right behind him. But the Texans will not allow that to happen. Yeah, I, I obviously am biased towards the Browns as far as the Fiat goes. I do think he would be very good with the Browns. That's the team I would have to say. Again, my conflicted feelings about him actually going there is a whole different matter. I think he'd be a good fit there, if not for the Colts, but the Colts are not in the running. Rapid fire number three. All right, Jimmy G will probably probably be a runner-up to Deshaun Watson for one of these teams, so where do you think he best fits in? Well, I hate to do this again. I was, I'm going to go if, the same place right, you are. If, if the Colts are not in the running for Deshaun Watson, then Jimmy G seems to make the most sense there. Well, they also can't have, you know, not that Carson Wentz, you've said he's the worst quarterback. He is. And, and you've I stuck by him. that, and that's fine. They let a guy go, though, who was a quarterback for the team that seemed like he still could do a lot of good things. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be better than him. No, but, but he won't cripple you with mistakes like Carson Wentz did. He shouldn't. And if you can't land one of the big names in free agency, Jimmy Garoppolo is the next biggest. Like, they cannot. You have to. Whatever you have to do, overpay. You have got to go after it and try to make this happen for Colts fans and for the team that you've assembled. You, it would be a shame for them not to go get him. Rapid fire number four. All right. Who's the best free agency signing in your NFL team's history? And after I read this, I realized it probably should have been the worst free agency signing because well, that's what we do here. That's what right? we do here. Well, we're doing, let's do right. best. All right. Glass half full. <laughs> um, free agency is a fairly new thing in the NFL you know, it used to be that if you were going out, building your team through free agency, you had no chance of competing. The game has changed. The offseason has changed. My two picks? 
for the Chicago Bears, best free agent signings ever. Allen Robinson, a guy who's just leaving us now. Right. He was coming off ACL surgery. There were questions about him. They didn't have to pay a ton of money for him. And for a time there, he was a true number one wide receiver until he fell out of favor with Visor Man. And I think my runner-up would be Julius Peppers. He brought oh, yeah. leadership and had a lot of good seasons for the Bears. Those are my two picks. Um, I would say for the Browns, Jameer Miller, linebacker they had for a couple years, right when they first got back in the league, he was a really good linebacker for them. They picked him up, uh, had him come over from Arizona. He played really well for them, had a, a ton of tackles on a bad team, but 116 tackles in 1999. I'd say that's pretty good. Uh, then I'll go with Jamal Lewis. I remember more than I remember this other guy, but Pepper Johnson was a free agent, too, that the Browns had. And, of course, being a former Buckeye didn't hurt. A lot of Browns fans love him, but I'll go Jameer Miller or Jamal Lewis there. Rapid fire number five. Yesterday was Pi Day. Tomorrow is Stone Cold Day. And don't forget Star Wars Day on May the 4th. So what's your favorite weird holiday? I don't know. What's my favorite weird holiday? What's uh, your answer? Yes, I don't. I would go with whatever the like national ice cream day or a national donut day. You don't day. even know what it is. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying I know we have it. Whatever that is, there's always like National Ice Cream Day. Go to this place and go ice cream and you get a free ice cream. So it's like I, I like that day. I like days where I can go into places and say donut. And they're like, here's a donut. I just sound like you a seal like, running in like there. For a weird holiday, kiss from a rose. No, like I, I'm talking, talking about a seal at like, you know, that's just I'm making the noise. Throw a fish in my mouth. That's what I feel like when I go to say this ice cream weird day. holiday. NHL trade deadline day. Really? I've made that a holiday. Here's why I like it, because I watch all the Canadian TV. They've got all the coverage all day long. Yeah. They've got guy making up songs. Yes. You know, the guy playing the bongos, making up the songs. Who's going to break the news? Steven Stamkos. Right. That whole thing. That was a trade deadline show. Yeah. They get all, I mean, and they get like 20 guys on that desk talking about every trade from every angle. Darren Drager's on there like every five seconds breaking stuff down. Could it be, could it be that Marty St. Louis is on the move from Tampa to NYC? Tell me why, Stevie, why you don't see eye to eye with your captain. What you gonna do about Marty St. Louis? And who's gonna break the news to Steven Stamkos? <laughs> Come on. That's a that fun was, day for everybody. That is pretty great. I agree with you on that. Remember we called that guy? We, we had, did. We had to get a hold of him because oh, that's when right. when the when when the jackets beat the lightning and swept them out, we did a new version of who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos, and we messaged that guy and said, "What'll it take?" And he or can we have your blessing to do a new version of it? And he said, "I'm not in a place where I can record this or make that happen, but I love the idea. Go ahead and make your own." And so we did. Tampa Bay will not play another single day. They're back home, courtesy of the CBJ. Tampa lost, Jackets won. This series was so fun, because the Jackets, they took it to the boats. Shocked a lot of folks. And who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos? Yeah, who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos? I said now. 
Now who's gonna break the news to Steven Stamkos? Yeah, the Blue Jackets broke the news to Steven Stamkos. Columbus broke the news to Steven Stamkos. Mm. That was me on the bongos. <laughs> was Those were bongos. You had a little sack that you brought with you. I don't know where you got that, but it was like a bath mat down there. Uh, T-Bone says Max Domi is lying to you. Details it next. Is. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident is finally cleared from East Broad Street at Rose Hill Road. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual slowdowns in the meantime. Starting report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessett are reminding you to never text while driving. No text messages worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? We're doing fun facts about Fabio today. Yes, the male model Fabio. I saw this uh, this headline this afternoon. Ex-Disney executive and TikTok CEO Kevin Mayer okay. predicts Netflix will have ads within the next two years. That's sort of the other thing that I've sort of been waiting for with these streaming services where, you know, you pay a monthly fee and that's fine. For now, until it's not, until they have these growth estimates that are impossible to keep up with. And eventually they say, well, we'll just throw maybe one or two ads. Mm. You know, even the people that are paying 15 bucks a month, eh, a couple ads aren't going to kill them. Until people then say, well, wait a second, I paid so... This so thing. I don't have to see the ads. Well, I don't know how many people actually said the first reason I went to Netflix is no commercials, right? But I'm sure it plays a factor for some people if you get hooked on a show and then suddenly they stop it and put a commercial in the middle of it, that is annoying. I wonder how many people will be driven away from the platform by it. I don't know. But like when I watch Amazon Prime, sometimes they have a little commercial to start the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I can just click skip and go away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube I assume on the ads, you can't do that. Well, they'll I don't make know. you watch it. I mean, YouTube does that, right? Where like if you go to watch a video on YouTube, they'll have that pre-roll thing that plays for a few seconds. And some of them will have skip. Some of them won't. It depends yeah. on the ad. But They actually have skip Mossack where they just <laughs> blink and swear at you. <laughs> yeah, skip is uh, he's ah, working hard right on, now. I gotta go to Pittsburgh. Ah, ah. Skip's letting the beard go. I like, I like it. it. You know, skip, and we don't, we, we have to get a picture of skip with the beard. I told him the other day he looked a little bit like off-brand John Tortorella. A little bit. I, I can see that. You can see it a little bit. When he had like he had like a zip up quarter zip. Who swears more? Oh, Skip, Skip Mossack or John question. Tortorella? And I'm guessing Torts swore quite a bit. Still swears quite a bit. Yeah, but see, Skip will swear, but then he'll laugh. 
after yes. he swears. Yes, he does. He's very jovial swear. We're, I don't think Torts would laugh after he swore. I think Skip could swear in the churches I grew up in, and people wouldn't be offended because he always swears and then laughs about it. Oh, that's such a just nice, Skip. He means like, well. Oh, he means well, right. We're praying Called for him. Called your mom the C word. Like, ah, but he meant well. I told, look, look at him. That's not what he look at him. Doesn't do that. He's never called your mom the C no, word? Well, maybe, calls my mom the C word all the time. Well, that's because you started it. Yeah, I know, I did. <laughs> maybe if you didn't start something, there wouldn't be something. I got a head start on my mom's stone. I took her to the cemetery and said, what do you think, mom? <laughs> Why did you put that name on it? She's like, I, I thought you were buying a plot. I didn't know you actually were going to get the stone and get it engraved. And there's a date on there, too. That's not good. I, I am saying this with... 100% truthfulness. Okay. My parents are down in Orlando right now. Yeah. Took a week, went down there. They do this all the time in every situation. They are retired. They have nothing to do, but they go to Costco at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and then call me to tell me how crowded it is. <laughs> they are down in Florida. For spring break yeah, for a lot right, of people. Right. And every single time I talk to them, how was your trip? You're not going to believe how crowded it is here. In Florida? Yes, I can. On spring break what of all times. What are you talking about? They do this all the time. We went to the grocery store right before a huge snowstorm. You're not going to believe how crowded it was. <laughs> They're retired. They have nothing to do. Yeah. They can get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and go to the store. Do they do that? No. They go when it's the most crowded and then complain about it. I am I am waiting for the day where I can go at off times. You know? Yes, because you're I mean, normal. We and, and we have jobs where at least sometimes I can do that because I don't roll in here at 8 a.m. Roll in here a little later than, you know, that time, let's just say. So I can occasionally swing to a grocery store at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and it's fine. But yeah, I'm with you. I would love to have that 24-7 where it's like, when are the movies starting? Oh, I can go exactly at that moment. I don't have to wait until, you know, 9 o'clock on a Friday night and try to go to a movie theater. We went to this pizza place at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and it was so crowded. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> yes, I can, dumbass. They also, by the way, they've been there for six days. They have gone to the same restaurant 10 times. Why? Because they're cuckoo. No. That's why. Did this place have special significance well, to them? Well, we like it there. Why would we go anywhere else? <laughs> so crap. Because you could go to so many places. All right. Max Domi is lying to T-Bone. Well, all right. He tweeted something out. Uh, this was yesterday. And good for him. It's got a bunch of views. A lot of people have... Uh, retweeted this thing and watched this thing as, as I'm looking at it right now 325,000 views let right. him live but it's a video of him shooting three hockey pucks he's got three uh, I don't know like little orange cones set up on top of the crossbar of a hockey goal so he fires puck number one it knocks off the first traffic cone or whatever little orange cone hits the second one it hits the second cone and then knocks over the third cone it ricochets two shots Three, Three cones. cones. Gone. So now he has one puck left, and he decides, I'm going to flip it up in the air. Flip. He turns around and then catches it as before it hits the ground and slappers it out of the air. Slapper. All the way down the ice. Slapper. It doesn't hit the ice. It hits the goal, and it hits the goal so hard, the goal flies off the stanchions and just flips over. And 
Yeah, it's CGI, of course, but... I think it's real. I mean... I think it's real, and I don't think it was Max Domi. I think it was Adam Sandler. <laughs> Actual Adam Sandler. Yes, it was Adam well, you Sandler. Never, you never believe that Adam Sandler plays basketball, even though it's like been verified plays, a million times. I believe he plays basketball. No, I showed you videos of him playing. Like, that's not Adam that's Sandler. Him. That's CGI face. No, it was him. No. It was a totally him. No, Adam Sandler was doing this, though. Oh, is that what it was? He CGI'd himself into, like, real games. Why don't you believe Max Domi? Because it's... De- who who has shot a hockey puck ever in a like NHL skills competition off the ice and hit it so hard it knocked the goal off well, of the stanchion? Max Domi, had he been invited to the skills competition, uh, true enough, would have done this. Hmm. I mean, it's a nice video. It's very interesting. But also, you, but you hate him. The Jackets are tweeting cryptic things out, and I don't know what to make of that. They got these little hype videos where they're like talking about March 19th and they're saying like, all right, it's part of our DNA and watch for something this Saturday. And it's okay. like, what, what are, are they going to do? I hope it's not a hype video for a hype video because that would be the yeah, most Blue Jackets thing new, ever. A new Herbie video in the arena. <laughs> hey, out of our blue. Some people say, are they going to sign Line A on Saturday? Yes, yeah, so that's what they do. They they're sign people make, $80 million dollar deals and then drop the news on they're Saturday. Not making, they're not making a hype video to say we've re-signed a player. They're just going to announce they've re-signed a player if that's what they do. Yeah, want. and they always make such announcements on Saturdays. Right. That would be the worst time to announce that. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'll take it if that's what it is, but it's not that. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Hague Avenue at Fisher Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful over here. And a crash on Route 315 southbound before I-70. Traffic is slow in this area and continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessit. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessit are reminding you to never text while driving. No text message is worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? We are doing fun facts about Fabio. I keep wanting to say fabulous facts about Fabio, well, which can. could also be that, it could be that too. You know what? But it's fun and it's fabulous, and it's all coming up at 534. Uh, I have something to read to you. The tournament brackets are set. Now it's time for yours to win some cash. Register today for the Lion's Den Tournament Challenge for your chance at $1,500. Head to 971thefan.com for all the info. Nice. $1,500. And it's delivered to you by a life-size Dilderuni. Cannot confirm. Don't know if that's true. Hope it is. Hope it is. Yeah. Well, here's your money. Is that what a Dilderuni sounds yes, like? Yes, this is what I sound like. Mm. I'm a big Dilderuni, and I'm the Jacket's new mascot, and that's what the hype video's about. <laughs> Join me Saturday. Now, if they bring back Boomer, 
then the hype videos are all warranted. I hope that's what it is. But I'm guessing it's not. I light up in a variety of colors. <sighs> mm-hmm. A lot of different settings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll just leave that alone. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Call Mr. Rooter. They'll be there quick. Buckeyes getting ready for Loyola Chicago in the tournament. 12-15 start time on Friday. Of course, we'll have all the action for you right here on The Fan. Play-in games start tonight, or is the first four, as the people like to call it. Texas A&M Corpus Christi mm-hmm. against Texas Southern. That is tonight on True TV. Are we carrying these games on 1460 as well, Teddy? I hope so. Yes, they are on the AM. 1460 ESPN and the fans HD2. And then the later game tonight is Indiana against Wyoming. It brings me great joy to see Indiana fighting for their lives on a Tuesday night on True TV. Let's go Wyoming. Absolutely. Big fan of the Cowboys over here. Cowboys? Yeah. All right. Couldn't remember if it was Cowboys or Mustangs. Who went to Wyoming? Somebody went to Wyoming. Yeah, um, quarterback. Yeah, Why am I blanking? Who was it? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. That's right. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. I was just trying to remember because then we had North Dakota State. That was Carson Wentz. You know what else they Trey have Lance. in Wyoming? What do they have? Leanna's a big fan of this. Assless chaps, <laughs> which, as you pointed out before, are just chaps. No, she's pointed that out before. <laughs> She gets so upset whenever I say assless chaps. All chaps are assless. She's not wrong. She's Why not mad wrong. But I know, but I feel the need to be more descriptive. Well, it's like saying ATM machine. It's in the it's in the ATM abbreviation that it's a machine. That's what ATM stands for, automated teller machine. By the way, speaking of things that we no longer need to say. If you're a business out there and you're paying good money money for advertising, whether it's on radio or TV, do not waste your time giving the www dot before you give your website name. Mm. I think we're all past www dot. Yeah, you're, you're right. If you just said the name of your website and then like if we say 971thefan.com, no one's like, I don't know how to get there because I don't know what the first three letters are. Number it doesn't one, matter. You, have, you, you don't have, have to, to type those it in, in anyway. Yeah. You put it right in your browser, 971thefan.com. It takes to us. Yeah, it's weird, too, because even words like browser are really not necessary because it's like, you know where you go to the internet? Go there and type this in. That'll work. I remember when I first got AOL, my father had a kitchen timer mm-hmm. next to the, the computer, and I had no idea how to get to the actual web. Really? Because AOL had a homepage where, you know, you could click on chat rooms and check the weather and sports scores, but I couldn't figure out how to just go to something.com. And it took me like three days <laughs> to figure out how to go to an actual website. I remember when we first, this is even older than that. I remember when we got our first CD player at the house and we we put a CD in and my mom and I were at the, at the house because we were the ones who had hooked it up because it came in the mail we opened it put it together and we looked at the first cd we cracked open <laughs> and again i'm like 10 but she looks at me and goes which side do you think it goes on <laughs> and i said i don't know maybe the side with the music picture on it and there we said yeah, let's try that nope because i'd never seen a cd i'd never seen any of it and then we incorrectly guessed i remember the first time that my friend told me that naked people lived on the internet. Oh. You know, and we had the family computer, and my dad kept track of all the minutes. 
So I couldn't just go check out naked people. Right. The computer was out in the open. One day everybody was gone. Mm. But I knew if I just got on the computer, they would know. Because the times wouldn't match up. Oh, I see. We were not right. allowed you, to you, use. You were not worried about like a browser history because probably well, your parents did not thing. have any idea of how to thing. access that. I had no idea anything about browser history. They probably didn't know either, though. So what I did, I knew they were going to be out. So the night before, I pretended like I had to use the internet for school. Ah. So I pretended like, hey, I got to go on the computer for 10 minutes. And so when the 10 minutes was gone... They wouldn't think anything of it. So I faked I it. I faked it on the computer for 10 minutes. Then when they were gone the next day, I got on there got real 10 and minutes. I looked at porn for 10 minutes and it was slow loading, <laughs> right? I mean, this was <laughs> basic porn. Pixelization was happening. Uh, were the pictures taking a while to load where it's like you would see their face yes. and then a little neckline. Little bar would come down. And then you'd see and like, like, here oh, comes the rest oh, of the picture. Where's the good stuff? What is that? It would take it forever would be to load. Buffering, yeah. Right. It was terrible. It was to terrible load, quality. To load a picture. Not most not moving video. Let's stop using the word load too. I don't like that. It's making well, it's me uncomfortable. It's, it's well, whatever. All right. So I well, I did porn for ten minutes. It was not as good as I thought it was gonna be. And that's when I realized about browser history. Mm, you found out quick. Huh? Well, because you know, you type in the first letter oh. and then it remembers. And I think my dad typed in couple days later something with that same first letter and it took him to the the naked people page yeah but he knew <laughs> bigboats.com and it was like big but what something else why is it so crowded here <laughs> so many people here why are there so many naked people on this website yeah that wasn't good that's too bad buddy i'm sorry when did porn on the internet start to get really good oh i have no idea like I don't, I don't like remember. Two thousand two ish. I don't remember. I just remember when I got to it, it was already doing well. It was already easy to use. Yeah. I was slumming it in the early days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were doing the blurry channel thing too back in the day, where you had to go to the channels that were uh, blocked, but well, you could still hear some noises. Yes, in all seriousness, Carlos Baerga over there. Right. In all seriousness. How long did it take? Whoever first invented the internet, I know the joke is that Al Gore says he invented the internet. Sure. But whoever first really invented it for consumer use, how soon after that did they say, let's put naked pictures on here? Like five minutes, it I'm had, thinking. It had to be like, well, Bob, can we send a picture? It was like, I don't know, what do you have on your computer? It's like just a bunch of pictures of naked people. It's like, well, send me one of those and I'll send you one. And then they were like, what are we doing again? The internet? Oh, I forgot about all that. Just keep looking at these pictures. I don't know how we got on that. We were talking about Indiana and Wyoming tonight. E.J. Liddell was named third team All-American today. So congratulations to him. The Browns apparently met with Deshaun Watson in Houston today. That's some news. Yeah, that's not a total surprise. I think it is like we're going to go down this pathway, right? For any team that signs him, there's going to be the what could he do for your team on the field discussion? And there's going to be the, yeah, but how icky are we going to feel about the off the field stuff? And for those who want to just flat out dismiss that, Dave Holmes brought this up, our guy at 10 TV, and I think he's spot on. If you're a Browns fan who says, hey man, Deshaun Watson, that's what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Let's name the game. What are we here for? Who cares about this other allegation? Doesn't seem real to me. Seems like he didn't have any criminal charges. Well, that's Al Davis, right? 
Just but, just win, baby. I hope you didn't criticize Ben Roethlisberger then. That's 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 the point Dave brought up, and I think he's spot on that Browns fans spent the last ten years criticizing the Steelers for looking the other way with Roethlisberger, and now you're seeing some, not all, some Browns fans do the same thing here. I'm not saying they both are guilty or innocent. I don't know, right? Obviously, no criminal charges have been brought against either of them. But Ben Roethlisberger got suspended. And a lot of Steelers fans looked the other way over that because, hey, he won football games. A lot of Steelers fans, by the way, to their credit, didn't look the other way, but said, what am I? I don't know. I'm rooting for my team. I don't really like this guy, but he plays for my team. That's probably where I'll end up if he ends up on the Browns. But I bet a lot of people will feel that way about Deshaun Watson. Wherever he goes, there will be people who don't know how to get around that question. And sadly, I don't know that we're ever going to get a good answer on it, but... Yeah, there there is a significant amount of interest from the Browns. Clearly, we'll see if it plays out to the fact that he ends up in Cleveland. Well, there's the you know there's the off the field aspect of that, but you know we also haven't seen seen him play quarterback in a year. Now, when he left, he was very good. And I assume he'd be very good again, but it's not like it's a hundred percent guarantee. I think you're getting a top ten quarterback, not a top five quarterback, who could work his way in to a top five quarterback. But let's say the price is three first round picks, and of course Baker goes away too. Yeah. And let's also just say, for giggles, that it comes with a four game suspension. Sure. Are you willing to pay that? Oh, I bet I bet almost every team would say, Yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to part ways because you don't as long as the four game the four games don't come in December and January, they're not gonna care. Right? You start off let's say you start off own four. That sucks. You still make the playoffs with that record. You got seventeen games. I know. That's a that's a big hole to crawl out of it is but there's no guarantee they would start oh and i know i'm just saying worst case scenario is you start oh and four and then you have a guy that you think can help your team become a super bowl contender so yeah i think a lot of people would make that deal common man and t-bones the rundown the rundown sponsored by mr rooter plumbing call mr rooter they'll be there quick there's a team out there who wants to play games in front of no fans details next common man and t-bone on the fan Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. An earlier accident has finally cleared from Route 315 southbound of 4I-70. All lanes have reopened in that area. And still watching an accident on Hague Avenue at Fisher Road. This crash does involve injuries. Please use caution. Traffic report is sponsored by Musinex 12-Hour. Musinex DM's bilayer tablet allows for immediate and extended release, relieving both wet and dry coughs and loosening chest congestion for 12 hours. Musinex is your trusted partner to help relieve cough and chest congestion and get your body back in control. Available at Walmart. On the NRA with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Game show coming up at 534. We are doing Dessert Madness. Da, 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 da. 
We got our first round matchups in bracket one completed. Uh, we had a big upset. 12 seeded Cannoli knocks off the fifth seed S'mores. Mm. We also had 10 seed Sugar Cookie knock off seventh seeded Ice Cream Cake. Tough break for Ice Cream Cake. They got a tough matchup in the first round. Where would you, just on the ice cream cake thing, I know they lost, but do you remember those, uh, what are they called, like Viennettas? Do you remember those? Viennettas, like, no. I'm thinking, it's it's a thing that was like a frozen ice cream thing back in the 90s that you could get in like, you know, like the regular ice cream aisle. I'm pretty sure that's what they were called. But anyway, if you don't remember it, then I guess that's pointless. But if someone does, like, those were, back in the day, looked like the height of luxury to me as a kid. And I never got to try one. I wish they still made it. I don't remember it. You don't next remember these either? All right, that's fine. You ready? Yeah. One-seeded vanilla ice cream up against 16-seed coconut cake. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah. I, vanilla ice cream is easy. Yes. That's an easy call for me. Eighth-seeded lemon pie. You and I are a big fan of lemon pies. Love lemon pie... Up against nine seed chocolate mousse. It's a good matchup, Teddy. I like them both. Give me your vote, Teddy. I'm a chocolate guy, so I would go with the mousse. We still have lemon bars. We do, but but a lemon that pie doesn't mean is we just good. sacrifice lemon pie to the I wolves know. here. I know. Um, Let's leave it up to the people. Yeah, because I'm I'm going to be more of a lemon pie guy me as too. much as I like a chocolate. But Teddy, mousse. Teddy's a mousse guy. And I bet you the most most of our audience is going to vote for Moose. But let's leave it up to them. At Man and Bone 971 on Twitter. Lemon Pie, the eighth seed, or Chocolate Moose, the ninth seed. Uh, the fifth seed, Twinkie, is going up against 12 seed Pound Cake. Now, I may be on an island by myself, but I love me a Pound Cake. For me, I'm going for the upset. I mean, there's no discussion. It's Twinkie all day, every day for me. Teddy, Teddy where do you come down? Twinkie. Okay. Do we fourth seed? I'll, I'll give it to you. Just leave it. All right. No, they go. Twinkie moves on. Okay. Fourth seed oatmeal raisin cookie up against thirteen seed shortcake strawberry shortcake. Yeah, right. I assume we're getting this with strawberry whipped cream. Yeah. Summertime delight. All the mm. above. refreshing. Very good. Oatmeal, I enjoy it. Oatmeal raisin cookie is going to beat that for for me. the win. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number six key lime pie. Whew. Up against the 11 seed chocolate cream pie. Okay, uh, I like a chocolate cream pie. Me, it's key lime all day. It's key lime right? all day. All right. Sorry, Teddy, we're not even asking you. <laughs> I'm a chocolate. Guy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know care. Chocolate yeah, key, lime, key lime's not going down to chocolate cream pie. I will not have it. Mm. Three seed peanut butter cookie up against the 14 seed sherbet. Now. Of all the cookies that you can, we have, a, I know we have sugar cookie on this list, chocolate chip cookie, snickerdoodle. Right. Oatmeal raisin. Peanut butter is Oreo. my least, peanut butter is my least favorite of the ones that people typically bake of all but, those ones you mentioned. But I'm, Sherbert's not beating it. No, I'm taking PB, PBC all day. Peanut butter cookie. Yeah, Seventh seed, peach cobbler up against 10 seeded banana pudding. I know what you're voting for because you hate bananas. I got to tell you. I mean, I like a good cobbler, but of the cobblers, Peach not my favorite. If this one, I don't care who wins because I'm not voting for either one in the next round, probably. Teddy, Peach Cobbler or Banana Pudding? You know, I love Banana Pudding. I know, and it's got so... the Nilla Wafers on top. <laughs> and... Yeah, no brainer for me. I think we have to put this one out to the people as well. Okay. At Man and right. Bone 971 so on got Twitter. Lemon Pie versus Chocolate Moose. Yeah. 
and peach cobbler versus banana pudding. Right. And then this next one, I don't think is going to be a problem. Two-seeded cheesecake up against 15-seed popsicle. Bye-bye, popsicle. Vote now for those other two matchups, and then we'll be done with the first round of our second bracket. You don't remember this Vianetta stuff? I found pictures no, of No, I don't. Let me Here, see a Take a look. This is the this is the box I remember seeing at the grocery store. You don't ever remember seeing those? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It I mean, like they, it's for fancy people. Must it, be nice. That's what I'm saying. I never... It was the premium ice cream treat. I never got to try one. I think it was Breyers that made these things. You know what? I, I got to uh, go. I got to find a way. Time you, travel. You or reminded me of fancy ice cream desserts. And it pains me that I did not put Magnum ice cream bars mm. on, well, on this list. You didn't. I didn't. They you were, spend they, too much time with the ambrosia salad over there. And rice pudding. And rice pudding. We hey, I like rice pudding. It's delicious. It's fine. Well, it went down in the first round. No questions well, asked. They can't all be winners. All right. Magnum was a bubble team. They oh. blew it in their conference tournament. I guess so, but. Yeah, those Magnum ice cream bars are pretty, pretty good. Uh, there is a team out there that actively said they do not want to play in front of fans. Yeah, it's such a weird story. We, we've we had this going on with Chelsea. They are the English soccer team owned by Roman Abramovich currently. Uh, he is the Russian oligarch who has been sanctioned by the UK government for his close ties to Vladimir Putin. With- Did you see that squatters are living in his house in London? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I'm sure he's never going back there. But anyway, they have they have put on sanctions, have the UK government on Chelsea. Again, this would be like the United States government saying, hey, the Yankees, you can't spend any money, right? That would be the government coming in and saying that that's what they've done to Chelsea. Not that that's unwarranted they didn't do it to chelsea they did it to roman abramovich who happens to own things like chelsea anyway they play chelsea does middlesbrough middlesbrough is a second division team they play in an fa cup matchup and the game is scheduled to be at middlesbrough well chelsea is not allowed to to take in money they're not they can't to, sell tickets. They can't sell tickets. They the can't team sell shop merchandise. Is closed. Yeah. Yes, everything's closed. People were in the team shop when this sanction came down with stuff in their hands, and the people in the team shop were like, I don't think we can sell this to you because we just got word that we can't make any money now. So all of it had to yeah. So they are they are not allowed to sell tickets to even like the few hundred supporters that would go. So Chelsea had earlier, I guess yesterday or today, said, Hey, Middlesbrough, since you know, we only can't bring our nine hundred fans and you won't be able to have your 35,000 or whatever fits into your stadium in in the grounds. Can we have it so no one comes and play this game behind closed doors? Because it's really not fair that our 900 fans or whatever we're allowed to bring, we can't sell tickets to them. So in the object of fairness, how about you not sell to your fans either? To which Middlesbrough basically stuck up a middle finger As and they said, should. screw you, no way. This is the biggest event of their year when a team like Chelsea comes to play at Hell their yeah. place. This is huge. You upset Chelsea, it will be, for them, it will be on par with that team winning a Super Bowl in the NFL. Like, it is, because Middlesbrough is not going to win the championship anytime soon of the Premier League. They're not even in the Premier League, right? So for them to be able to do this would be a pretty stunning upset. And to get a chance to watch that in your home ground, you're going to need all your home fans there to give you even a chance of beating Chelsea. But to, to say, no, don't sell any tickets to that, they got they, laughed they have at. Since, they have since removed that request because yes. they got laughed at. They got but killed by this. It's the height of arrogance. And I will also say, and I, I understand there are Chelsea fans who feel some kind of way about, hey, man, it's not our fault. We didn't 
I want to buy a Chelsea shirt. I didn't. I don't support Roman Abramovich. I can't help that he owns my team. I just want to buy a shirt. Just remember, like this sanction is not against Chelsea fans and soccer fans. The sanction is against a guy who owns lots of things, and one of them is a soccer team. But I don't. I don't think most Chelsea fans feel this way. But reminder: you are not the victim of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. There are actual victims out there. It's not you. All right, Teddy, do we have votes? Na, 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 na. Eight-seeded lemon pie up against nine-seed chocolate mousse. We asked the people. What did they say? It's pretty even, so I'm going to go with you guys in the lemon pie because that was two to one. All right. That's how we started it out, so that's going to be the tiebreaker for lemon that. Lemon pie moves on. How about seventh-seeded peach cobbler up against ten-seed banana pudding? I'm getting several banana puddings, so put that one in. Wow, All peach right. cobbler. Move it on. Down. Down. We have an upset there. Ten seed knocks off the seven. I like how Teddy was like, oh, I don't see any peach cobbler. Blocked a lot of idiots. I love love banana pudding. A lot of mofos got blocked just now, but whatever. I gave you lemon pie. (laughs) Let him live. He's got banana pudding in. That's fine. Uh, Game show coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Hague Avenue at Fisher Roads. To work in and get this one clear, plan on some heavy slowdowns in the meantime. You'll also find a crash on Stelter Road south of 670. Traffic is backed up here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR support for 30-plus years, including access to better benefits and HR technology. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Elmi and Array with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Game shows coming up at 5.34. I was, it's a Fabio trivia today. Yes. And I was telling you, there was a chef on Top Chef named Fabio. Mm-hmm. And I've had several people get in touch with me to tell me that Fabio Viviani, who was the chef on Top Chef, just announced that he's opening a restaurant in Columbus. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, at, that's the, cool. at the Great Southern Hotel. Awesome. Well, very good for him. That's uh, nice to hear that, you know, someone who's got a good culinary, and that too, good culinary background is bringing another restaurant to Columbus. Welcome I like to that. Columbus. Columbus, that too, Fabio. Mm-hmm. Man, it would be wonderful if you and I could do radio and speak. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. Speak like humans? Mm-hmm. All right, game show time. All right, Mike, we're going to do fun facts about Fabio. Not uh, the chef. No, no, the actual... Uh, the guy named Fabio, who was very muscular on a bunch of romance uh, novel covers back in the day and had blonde flowing hair. All right, here we go. We're doing this because it was on this day in 1999 that he uh, ran face first into a goose 
on well, a roller coaster. He didn't do it. Well, no, he was on a roller coaster and his face hit a goose and it tragically the goose didn't make it. But he did, thankfully. Um, so we'll start off there. What roller coaster was Fabio riding when he collided with the goose on this day back in 1999? Was it called Apollo's Chariot, Winds of Change, or the Shockmaster? Oh, I like the Shockmaster. Mm. What was the first one? Apollo's Chariot. Uh, let's go with that one. That's it. Correct. He was. At, I wish it was the Shockmaster. He was at Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia, as part of a promotional campaign for this new roller coaster. That's that shows you how times have changed. Where they said we got a new roller coaster. Who can we get? Fabio will come ride this roller coaster, and that'll bring us good news. Here's a reference that two people will get. On the Shockmaster roller coaster, you burst through a wall, yes, and your helmet comes off. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm one of those people. Teddy, Teddy's the other one. That's good. It's good. I'm glad we do the show for you two idiots. That's right. <laughs> Next up, which outdated technology does Fabio collect? Eight tracks, film reels, or laser discs? Oh, all good choices. I'm going to go with eight tracks. Ooh, sorry. Uh- in his home entertainment system, uh, it is it is described as being gigantic. There is a 15-foot screen that he has built. Uh, he had an HD projector put in, of course. What's his net worth? I have I don't know, actually. I did not Go look ahead. that up. Had an ornate setup of sound equipment, including surround sound and subwoofers, but he also has an extensive collection of laser discs, which he's been accumulating since he was a young man. So not like your DVDs, those giant laser discs. That's what he likes to watch if he can get his hands on them. Right, Apparently that's what he does. What do you think his net worth is? I'm going to say $80 million. No, you're you're a little high. Okay. I'm seeing estimates here of 10 to $18 million. That's it, huh? That's it. Just, uh, that's too bad you for know, Fabio. Poor old $18 poor, million. Poor Fabio. How will he live? Uh, next up, which famous actor did Fabio once almost get into a fight with at a restaurant? Brad Pitt? Leonardo DiCaprio or George Clooney? I'm going to say it was uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, sorry. It was Clooney. Oh, Clooney. In 2007, apparently at a Beverly Hills restaurant, Clooney thought he was being photographed by someone at another table. And so Clooney flipped off the person who he thought was holding a camera up at him. Well, that table, Fabio was sitting there. And he took offense to the middle finger and got up, approached Clooney, and said, what are you doing? And Clooney said, someone at your table's taking pictures of me while I'm trying to eat. And he said, no, they're not. They weren't taking any pictures of you. They were looking at their camera. And they apparently exchanged words, and it got heated. Both of them eventually left the restaurant. Fabio uh, had apparently told Clooney to, quote, stop being a diva during their exchange. And also called him a low-class scumbag. Oh, wow. Clooney later said in an interview, he's a big guy. There was a moment where I'm actually in the argument and I'm thinking, if I do get beaten down by Fabio, that will be far worse than any pain I would experience. I would never shake that. And he's right. He'd always be the guy who got beat up by Fabio. So he didn't want that. That's a good story. Yeah, I, I haven't heard it. that one before. I hadn't either, so I thought it was good. Next up, is Fabio a U.S. citizen? Yes or no? I'm going to say yes. Yes. Yeah. He said about becoming a U.S. citizen in 2016, quote, it was like a beautiful dream. I fell in love with this country. Uh, He also apparently has been very, like, I don't know, vocal about how he thinks it's a great thing. And anyone who's here should become a citizen. So let him live. That's how he feels. Good for him. Next up. 
What is something that Fabio does not hate? So two of these he hates. Sweets, blow dryers. Oh, or got, motor- ner- got nervous or, there, buddy. Or motorcycles. Sweets, blow dryers, or motorcycles. What does he not hate? He loves this thing. He loves this thing. Uh, I'm going to say he loves motorcycles. You are correct. He collects motorcycles. He also has uh, a couple Lamborghinis in his so he car collection. So he doesn't blow dry that hair? No. He he avoids blow dryers. Huh. He says for the hair, the, the diet is high in protein to make sure that, uh, I guess, your hair needs protein. Yeah. Also, he uses only all-natural shampoos. Never uses conditioner and never blow dries it. Not ever. Mm, All right. And as far as sweets go, when he was a little child, he says his mother tells the story that when he was six or seven months old, she put a little bit of like chocolate to his lips and he instantly recoiled and turned away from it. And so ever since then, she says he never liked sweets. And he said as a child, one of his biggest fears was going to birthday parties for friends because he would be expected to eat cake and he hated cake. He hated any sweet things. All right. Now, I'm going to say maybe your six-month-old isn't meant to, like, eat chocolate because they're six months old. It's not quite how that works, but whatever. Anyway. You didn't give your six-month-old chocolate when they were six months old? I didn't did. not have any, like, teeth, I don't think. Nah, they can gum it. Yeah, well, yeah, I gave my daughter chocolate at six. Well, like she a took mel- her top like a little, off and like, asked for some beads. Like, like, okay. Well, they all <laughs> mature. the greatest thing I ever had! They all mature at different ages, Mike. That's all I can say. Next up. What item does Fabio always bring with him when he travels to Italy to visit his family? A Bible, earplugs for the flight, or a bunch of vats of I can't believe it's not butter. I don't think you can you can take I can't believe it's not butter in international waters. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and I'm quite sure Italy has their fair share of Bibles. Okay. I'm going to go with the earplugs bone. Well, you are incorrect because oh. he he does in fact bring twenty five to thirty containers. He does of I can't believe they it's don't not sell butter. it there in Italy. No, that's you can just go the through thing. TSA with I can't believe well, it's not butter. I'm sure he ships it or Ship? puts it in his puts it in his checked luggage. Anyway, uh, he brings it to his family when he visits them in Italy. He said they don't sell it in Italy, and my parents are addicted to it. They put it on pasta and some Parmesan cheese and go to town. Wow. All right. So they love. I I can't can't believe believe it's not butter. Either that or as soon as like he leaves, they're like, get this crap out of here. He's gone. Throw it in the garbage. Why does Fabio keep bringing us this crap? (laughs) Every time I come back, they've eaten all the, I can't believe it's not butter. So of course he brings more. And finally, what X Games activity does Fabio do as part of his fitness routine? Or did, at least. Motocross, snowboarding, or street luge? I, I hope it's street luge. It's, it's not street oh, luge. I wish that was still in the X Games. I think they got rid of that. It is motocross. He says he gets a workout once a week. He goes for some intensive cardio riding his motorcycle. Well, that's, he told, that's right. He likes motorcycles. He told Sports Illustrated... I go dirt biking. It's an amazing workout. People don't realize when you dirt bike with a motorcycle, you can lose up to four to six pounds in four hours. You never really sit on the seat of the bike. You're standing up and moving your body around. So he says it's one of the ways that he's kept in shape over the years. Let him live. Do you know how old Fabio is? Uh, I do. Do you know how old I he do. is? I do. I looked him up. Oh, okay. He's 63. Yes. Just just had a birthday. That's March, right. March 15th. It's today. Today's his today's birthday. birthday. How do we know How that? Come on, Bone. What is this game? Who did research on this? Today's his birthday. I didn't know it was his birthday. So wait. 
He hit a goose on with his, his birthday. Face? On his birthday? Yes. No one brought this to my attention. How did you do this entire game and didn't realize that today's his birthday? None of the stories I read said on his birthday, Fabio hit a goose with his face. They all just said on this date, Fabio hit a goose with his face. Happy birthday, Fabio. Yeah, happy birthday indeed. On what we're wishing and- happy birthdays. Scott Hall, sorry you're dead. Razor Ramon. Wow. What? We dedicate the show. Yeah, we should have dedicated it right from well, the beginning. Why we're dedicating it now? I can't believe he lived to be 63. Yeah, he but, had been in some rough some rough patches there, but, yeah, he, but he got out of some of it, and it's too bad what happened. But I will always remember Scott Hall as one of the greatest wrestlers I ever saw, and Razor Ramon as one of the greatest characters I ever saw in anything. Pretty good character. Pretty good character. Yeah. I saw this making the rounds last couple days. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And the last line that he used was, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Because he right. was the bad guy. He was. And I think that's a great line. One of the best bad guys ever. Yes. So RIP, Scott Hall. Uh, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Hague Avenue and Fisher Road. All lanes have reopened. And that accident has cleared from Stelzer Road south of 670. All lanes are open there as well, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Man bone, how we doing? Good. Good. Great. Good. Fantastic. Turned on my uh, TV. Saw you in a suit. Mm. Looking nice and dapper. Was I acceptable? Yeah, you look like a kid in his dad's suit. <laughs> but you looked good. <laughs> so I, so the fit's wrong? No, I look no, like the, the guy from Impractical Jokers. The fit's so fine. The- it's just that a guy of your age and your shape, right? I mean, like Bone and I can't pull Yeah, I can't off. pull off a... But tailored your shape, it's like it's that. more of a form-fitting, tailored suit. You look like you just went right off the rack and said, good enough. Well, but that's that's probably what that's probably what's happened, because you don't have to wear a suit very often. But yeah. <laughs> that is what it when, what when Adam what King happened was. When, yes. when Adam yeah. King from Ten TV puts on a suit, it's hugging him. Mm-hmm. The, yes. su- the suit is hugging on for dear life. Yeah. It's I almost that's, think that Adam but, buys off the rack and buys a size down so it no, no. squeezes. No, that's, Adam that's doesn't a do tailored, anything off the rack. That's what a tailored suit looks yeah, like. Yeah, he's, he's getting that thing tailored. Now we're getting them. I mean, 
the tailoring has changed over the years to the point that now, like guys like Adam, who are you know in great shape, they're on TV, they're very handsome. Mm-hmm. You get it like velcroed to your rib cage because yeah. it's just you know. But that's 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 what a real tailored suit can look like. So maybe someday yeah. that's where well, you, where and you again. Go. I don't even know if I would want mine to be tailored that tight. I would well, like even, a little bit a more of a classic. You don't, you don't feel. have to go super tight. Right, but right. I, I will say this that. The shoulder pads in your suit jacket were very aggressive. <laughs> That's where Too I much. think. Too much? Very, like Judith yeah. Light, who's <laughs> the boss, Light. aggressive. <laughs> no, but that is fair. I, I didn't know this, Timmy. Honestly, I had no idea. A couple years ago, we had like one of the advertising companies was these custom pant guys that do like slacks, like not even dress pants, mm-hmm. just, just yeah. like regular old khakis and slacks. But you go into a store, you get measured for it. And then they, a couple weeks later, send you the pants. And I put them on, and I'm a fat guy, and I put them on, and I genuinely saw, like, ah, yes, I can see how these do look a lot better than if I just went and bought a pair of slacks that I usually would get. Yeah. So yeah. there is, I'm like... You could see your balls in them. It was, that was the best part well, about that, it. Well, why is that a good thing? I don't want that, I don't want the, the no, shape they, to be evident to you. No, 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 but it's, it, I'm just saying, like, the the tailoring part of it is something that I usually thought of, like, ah, it's overblown. And then you see it and you're like, ah, okay, it actually makes sense. They yeah, do a good job. You're hitting, you're hitting a lot of points, and now I feel very bad that I looked like a, you a homeless feel bad. person. No, you didn't look like a homeless and, person. The I suit don't, was fine. I don't have the must be nice money to go and get tailored you're talking what nine hundred dollars to get a oh, quality no. tailored suit on, no man. you can take your suit 500 at least the suit you had no. on take your suit, that suit and you get had, it tailored you go to a tailor and say can you get it tailor all, this get, go to the, get the alterations done to less it. than a hundred dollars less than a hundo to get I that bet. suit tailored yep yeah mm. less than a hundred dollars and then you know what you'll have is they you'll can't have, fix those shoulder pads though. no the shoulder pads are yours forever my <laughs> I'm friend looking like kurt warner's wife the shoulder pads <laughs> No, again, you looked great for everyone else in normal life. It's the fact you're going on TV and you've got Velcro suit guy standing next to you at some points with Adam King. Like there, everyone on TV is wearing tailored everything. Yeah, so you got to you got to compete. With I like the shot too there. because you guys were all sitting at the desk, and then Dom was at the head of the table. Oh, yeah. So mm. you all looked like his children. Yeah. He he's... was there carving the Thanksgiving turkey, <laughs> and all his kids have come home from college. His mm-hmm. jacket's a different color, right? And, I mean, th- that was easy money that Dom was going to sit at the head of the table. He's of always, course. He's always so gonna who else is going to get right. that call? Yeah. You? He's going to run point on that. Right. He has to. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But it was, a good, it was a good time to go in there and pretend to be a college basketball analyst. The fact that it's a CBS station and it's March... And that's who has the rights to all this college basketball goodness. And they got the March Madness logos. They're allowed to put that up there. So it was it was cool. I had a good time doing it. And we'll do it the next couple of Mondays. What's that's coming great. up on the Buckeye show tonight? Coming up tonight, we still have to do a ton of bracket breakdowns, taking a look at the path, the journey. Ohio State taking on Loyola Chicago, of course, in the 7-10 first-round matchup. We'll get into that. We'll do a little spring football stuff as well as Jensen Lewis will be with us for the program. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Uh, Well, man, I will say before we go any further, if you are looking for more March Madness Breakdown, Mad About Hoops, Timmy's College Basketball Podcast. We did one yesterday. With Evil Bald Colin. They just put one out yesterday. It's their bracketology discussion about 
what happened with the brackets, where you think there was some value, where you think there's some good choices. So check that out wherever you get some podcasts. Good picks. Mad yeah. about hoops. Good yes, picks indeed. in there. Yeah. Um, how about this for renewable energy, Mike? A Swiss company has said they can use a thing they call the energy vault to store energy. It's all based on using gravity. They say in the Swiss town of Arbido Castione. My whenever, guy played when, for the Trailblazers back in the day. What <laughs> <It's> a bonus. <laughs> whenever there is surplus energy on the power grid, they have these 35-ton giant bricks that they haul up a large crane. They use the excess energy in the power grid. It's not being missed. They use those to haul these bricks all the way to the top of this giant structure. They sit up there until there is a shortage of energy, in which time these things are lowered and the resistance of them lowering somehow generates electricity. Hmm. They are saying this is one of the first instances they've found where they could actually store energy in a practical way to be used later. So that's always been one of the things with you know, photo light cells or hydroelectric powers. How do you store these things? They say giant cranes may be the answer. And I'm not saying I necessarily want to look at one of these things all the time, but it's a very interesting concept. So I had no idea. But if you want to read more about that, just look up like Swiss energy storage. It's pretty cool. Buckeye show's coming up next. Inside the crew is at eight. What's at nine, Timmy? Mm, little thing called you'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident now causing slowdowns on 5th Avenue at 670. Please be careful as traffic begins to build in this area. About a 10-minute delay. You'll also find slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. That's a 5-minute delay over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like. You're, I I too shave like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt on should. it. Like no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell racist well, at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy good. Right I, now. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 